Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe me when they chase my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it <laughs> afterwards. Are you being sarcastic no. right now? No. Bring your body armor. I ran in my jungle once on a ball valve in a kettle. That's <laughs> a true cheap. happy now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Yes, and welcome to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. I understand why you've come into the hop grenade. The air is actually on fire outside. When you walk out there, it feels like you're standing in a fireplace. We've uh, gone too close to the sun. We have. Can we back off a bit? Our rotation has gotten yeah. us far too. Check that. It's a strange feeling when you walk outside and there are flames on your face. Yeah, you can't, yeah, it's uninhabitable out there. You can't, it's too hot to exist. It's a warm day. I cooked breakfast this morning on the sidewalk. It was great. It's, yeah, you're saving uh, energy that way, yeah. I think. See, if, if I still had my soundboard, here's where I'd be playing the crackling fire sound, and it would really <laughs> sell it. I'm just saying. <laughs> it would take away from my perfect joke. What but the uh, air quality in here is just wonderful. Isn't it nice? Isn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a balmy 82. What do you think it would be like in the garage right now? Let's go over there and see. Oh, they can uh, knock on the door. So, yeah, today were were like the days when I would start at 7 a.m. I turn on the two window uh, air conditioners that we had, which were they weren't even in a window. They were ducted in through a vent and the house AC and and open the door from the house to the garage and blow in the air all day just to make it like 85. Barely. Yeah. Barely. So. Welcome to uh, yeah Studio Hop Grenade, where it's much- Studio Hot Grenade. <laughs> it's, still, yeah, it's pretty muggy in here. 
but hopefully it'll get it'll get better. Uh, I think it's perfect it's in perfect, here right yeah. now. Yeah, uh, it could be cooler. Perfect. I think it could you were be out. Cooler, yeah. I think yeah. you were out jogging before you got here. So, well, that's ridiculous. What would you like? It to I did be? work like, out right before. Sixty-eight. What, what are we talking here? Oh, sixty-eight would be ideal. But oh, I would yeah. settle for study, seven. Oh no! Why no, stop? Why stop at sixty-eight? This is such bullshit. Because yeah. I happen to know for a fact you've said it on here that you don't even turn your AC on till seventy-eight in your house. It's not my AC. now he's working. Now he's working. And this is balmy. Those are two. Well, because we have we have all the computers and the lights. And the dudes and the balls. but temperature is temperature. Well, no, it's yeah, not it, seventy eight in it, here, but it still makes it uh, a lot stuffier in here, which to me makes it feel hotter than it actually. And is. he has to wear a shirt here, oh, and so that makes I a big difference. Pants, shirt, it's been amazing. <laughs> All right, fair enough. You know, I can actually attest to the truth of that because I was at his house yesterday. Yeah. yeah, and he was watch. definitely not wearing a shirt. I invited Ben because <laughs> because the AC doesn't go on until seventy eight. Yeah. Talk yeah. over, talk over some stuff with our shirts off, but nice. uh, she declined. Ah, oh. yeah. well, it wasn't hot enough then. <laughs> yeah, I, think enough. Gotta, I think you got to go eighty one. Yeah, it's not just oh. that I'm not going to show my chest to you; it's everybody. <laughs> well, when when I came over to his house on Saturday, he took his shirt off, but didn't invite me to join the party. <laughs> That's wrong. So I wasn't sure. I didn't feel comfortable. Well, neither did I. Actually, I did. <laughs> All right, well, I have a couple of quick, uh, quick announcements to make, and uh, then we can move on with things. Uh, the first announcement is that we have a new website at what? the Brewing yeah. Network. Uh, the second announcement is that people are assholes. <laughs> and, and, th- and those two announcements go together, by the way. They are one and the same. <laughs> well, so people have been complaining for, like, I can't, I don't know how long. Yeah. Nine years <laughs> so yeah. that we get a new that we get a new website. Wow, you got a whole year without complaining. And I swear to God, all I you know I log into the chat today and all I see is this like new website sucks and this sucks and I can't find this and you suck and 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 so I kind of jump in and go, hey, how's it going, everybody? Uh, what can I help you find? Oh, all right, what you're looking for is right over there, and and the feature you're you think is gone is just right over there. And, nice. Oh, and, good customer service. Well, it still sucks, and this and you should work at Apple. So finally, like I, uh, I changed my name from guest oh. to Justin just because I was showing somebody else how to do that, and then they're like, oh hey Justin, thanks for the show. I've, I've been listening for years, and I I wouldn't be the brewer I am without you guy. And I'm like, oh, I'm, th- I'm thinking it's like. Well, fuck you then. Why do you trolling. have to? Why can't? Do. Why do you have to be a dick about it though? Why don't people just go? And, and it works with anything. In this case, it's a website, but yeah. but it could be something else. Um, hey, I, I see you have a new website. I'm having a little trouble with it. Yeah. Could you help me find this? Or hey, I, I see you open a new bar here in Concord. Um, suggestion, you know, whatever. But no, everybody goes. Fuck you, you suck. <laughs> the hell's wrong with your glassware? <laughs> I think it's the it's the least uh, descriptive feedback you could ever. It's yeah. the it's Yelp syndrome, uh, where people just go on and they go. I guess at least in Yelp they describe some fantasy situation, but yeah. uh, it's yeah. just the whole. Well, the archives suck. Okay, well I'm I'm happy to take your feedback. What about them? Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. well, you know right. like, which yeah. part, if I have to tell you, then that's part? a bigger issue. Because if we we're talking deal. about the show content, then there's yeah. nothing I can do about that. Right. <laughs> I agree with you. The archives <laughs> suck. But if you're talking about like the format of how they're delivered to you on yes. the new website, well, then let me let me see what I could do. Let's, you know. Right. People are just, I don't get it. Like, Welcome I don't, to the 21st century. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And the internet. Right. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. Right now, at least for me, you don't have that problem because the website broken. <laughs> It won't, it won't even load. It won't let me. It wouldn't let me log in, and the then it's telling me that my cookies weren't working, and then now just this error. 
Yeah, what the hell's wrong with you, Crosley? <laughs> yeah. Great. So you don't have that problem. We waited nine years for this. At least yeah. for me. There might be a cap or something. I don't know. But uh, huh. there you go. You sure you don't have your stuff wrong? Because I'm in and Beeves in no, and, I was and the rest in, of the world is in. And then I went to log in <laughs> oh. um, as, as me. And then and then uh, it said that you need to have your cookies active. And so we I activated my cookies. And then I went back. And then it says error. So, so you can't get in the chat. I can't get in the, I can't get into the website at all, actually. This uh, is his way of telling you you're fired. The new website. Yeah, actually. You can't log in now. So we're making some changes. (laughs) Great. In order to pay for the new website. (laughs) There was another thing. Someone's in there complaining today like, well, clearly they paid for a new chat. When are they going to pay for a new video system? Why don't they host their own video? And I'm just thinking like... Of all, all right. the things to bitch about. <laughs> right. One at a time. Like, tell, tell me the problem with the video. One at a time. We'll fix things. Give me a break. What are we, a Fortune 5 million company right now? We're not even a Fortune 5 company. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow. Everything's here in reactive mode. Remember that. Not, there's no proactivity. It's always like, hey, tell us a problem. We'll fix it. We'll fix it, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> That's We're not looking for problems. That's how things work around here. Yeah. All right. So here's what we did. Uh, it's actually been a project in the works over the last couple of years, and believe it or not. It looks really good to me. It's been a mess. Thanks, like Tasty. It. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. Uh, we sort of secretly uh, decided to launch this weekend, and uh, I want to thank my friend Code for helping out so much and Push Eject over there. And so, yeah, we've been working out for a long time, and then just we didn't want to make too much of a hullabaloo over it, mostly because um, – it's kind of a complicated site, and, and I knew things would be broken. So we just sort of rolled it out, and we're working through a few of the bugs. So I know that there's some stuff in there, and you can feel free to send it to me. If you if you find some bugs and different things that don't work, you can send it right to justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and um, I'm happy to take your feedback. And uh, it's a bit of a work in progress, but I like it, and I, I think the point here is there was a bunch of stuff we couldn't do before, mm-hmm. um, like update shows, for example, or add, huh. or add new shows to the lineup, like the Sour Hour has been in our lineup now for quite some time and it, we couldn't give it a home on our homepage. just it was just the nature of that old beast so now we're able to do that and everything's got a home and we're going to keep working on it for you so i don't have too much to say about it other than that but if you want to send your feedback please do so there's a new chat uh that that seems to be working just fine for everybody uh, our chat system had been broken for quite some time too and now it looks like everybody can get in there and ask questions so if you've got questions for our guest today which is the libertine pub and brewery they've they're visiting us from morro bay california uh, they drove up from morro bay which by the way, is one of my favorite spots on the coast. I'll, I'll talk to them about that. If you've never been to Morro Bay, it's a great place to relax and vacation. Uh, so the Libertine Pub is here, and I think they brought us some sour beer, which would be exciting. If you've got questions for them, you can hit the live chat button. It's under Community on the homepage. Uh, or you can call us, 888-401-BEER, 888-401-BEER, and you can ask your questions that way. So we got a lot to do with them today. We're also going to, in just a couple minutes here, talk to our friend Sergio over at Melavino Meadery. He's going to uh, give us another Making Mead Right uh, segment talking about uh, how to properly rehydrate yeast, which I think is an interesting topic we haven't talked too much about. Real important, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. I want to say thanks to our sponsor, More Beer. They bring you this show and, and every show, and they've been doing it for quite some time. So go to morebeer.com and check them out, and they've been good to us. You should be good to them, too. Um, couple other announcements. The California Craft Beer Summit is coming up. It's the first of its kind here in California, put on by the California Craft Brewers Association, and we're going to be a part of it. That's September 11th and 12th. You can go to CaliforniaCraftBeer.com and find your information and your tickets there. But we're going to be set up there. We're going to do some video, and I, I believe we might do a live radio show. That could happen. And there's a beer fest involved and a lot of seminars. You don't even have to be a beer geek to go to the California Craft Beer Summit. In fact, they, they want uh, non-beer geeks, too, just people interested in beer and it's there for education and um 
I think there's going to be some entertainment involved, too, because there's beer. So go join us there. Uh, that's September 11th and 12th. If you want to support the show and support that fancy new website we have, you can click the Amazon link on the homepage. It's right there on the right side. It says Amazon. You click that, and then you do your shopping as normal, and we get a little piece of the action. It's a great way to support the show, and um, we don't even know you're there, except when we do a Amazon product of the week. Like the Vizio 60-inch class uh, full-array LED smart TV. So I couldn't figure this out because I, I saw it on the listing. And it showed a $64 commission on an $800 TV. I was like, what? I realized the person bought two of them. Wow. Pretty sweet. That's beautiful. It's a badass TV. And you're a badass for buying it through that link. And so it should be even simpler, right? Because now you don't even have to scroll down. It's just right there on the right-hand side. Yep. Yeah. And it works on, I think our site works like on your mobile phone now and things like that too. So you can scroll down and click the Amazon link if you want to shop on your phone. Nice. Um, so go check it out and uh, support us that way. Thanks for doing that. Why buy one TV when you could buy two? Exactly. I've Subs- always said that. Subscribe and join the BN Army. There's a donate button on the right side of the page. Just, I like donuts. Yeah. Click oh. the donate button. And uh, if you become a recurring donor, you're entered into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. That's a gift certificate for 100 bucks to More Beer. Plus, you get our newsletter and first dibs on tickets and things like that. So uh, hit that button and support us. Get all these updates and more over on Twitter. Facebook. And the other one. Uh, send your show ideas to Scott the Jew. That's scott at thebrewingnetwork.com. Send feedback to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. Do we have a Twitter game today? We sure do, Justin. Twitter game is brought to you today by our friends over, and I really mean our friends, because they are taking us on an awesome vacation, the Labruski Cruise. Yeah! Oh, That's yeah. right. Us and I don't know how many hundreds of our favorite, uh, our other favorite friends and, and home brewers and beer people, <laughs> all on a boat. We're, we're on a boat. We're on a boat. We will be on a boat. We're, yeah. going, we're going on if a boat. Don't reenact uh, a beer the, boat. the yes. uh, you know the the scene from Titanic. <laughs> the iceberg one. Then we've missed our not the iceberg one, the romantic one. Which uh, one oh, of no. uh, us, me or you, JP, well, is going to be? What's her name? King of the world. Kate Winslet. Kate, Kate Winslet. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I we ought to get six or seven Which? Oh, hang on, Doc. Doc's right. not even on. There's six or seven of us in a row. All there. doing it. Yeah. We, we can't all it's, be kings, though, can we? It's a train. It's a king of trains. Well, like a king <laughs> and a jester. <laughs> and a, yeah. I'll be the king of the world. There, we're gonna, and you no, guys can just stand I in front of try, me. You realize that whoever the king is gets held out over the front of the boat. Isn't yeah. that how they did it no, in the, the movie? the, the no, girl goes out. Like, <laughs> that's you. No, yeah. I'm the king. Oh, I see. Oh, got it. Yeah, I'm just talking about getting banged in the old car. And it's cold. <laughs> you didn't even care about oh, the other. Yeah. No, I don't give a shit. Oh, I'd like scene. to not take part in that. Yeah. <laughs> just want to climb in that Model T and steam just... up those windows. Yeah, I just want to float on a life raft that's sinking. <laughs> yeah. JP, do you know how to swim? <laughs> not very well. Then you're going on a boat. <laughs> I don't know how to swim as well as Terrence does. It's a big boat, and it has a lot of little boats. If it goes down, yeah, I think not enough. So did the Titanic. Boats. Yeah, <laughs> right. Just wear your life jacket the whole time. It'll be cool. Uh, where yeah. can people find out more information about the Labruski? Uh, Labruski. Cruise.com. Uh, they they keep pushing back their uh, release date for when they're doing their final announcement, but it should okay. be any day now. And uh, you, you uh, send in uh, your, your witty submissions to our Twitter game, and you get entered to win a spot oh, yeah. on the cruise, your very own cabin for two. Beautiful. Ooh, Can I enter and get an extra cabin? There's probably one of those things, yeah. like, you, you know, uh, f- family members and friends. Yeah. Get, like, you can't... if. You can't enter a contest on the BN, can you? No, I can't. But I'm a dick. I oh. thought maybe they're cool. Like, Tasty needs a cabin for two. Yeah. So I was oh, thinking, I like, maybe Tasty <laughs> can enter. Well, hey, if you're really funny and you submit, I mean, you know, <laughs> well, we make the rules. I want to just have this girl I know to enter. and then. Uh... Oh, there you go. And you're her plus one. There you go. Oh. Now, that's a loophole yeah. I can get behind Tasty. I think that's she fine. She has no choice but to choose me. And then you get I her get... the flu before, like, week before. <laughs> yeah. She can't go. I guarantee you that that's not in the fine print, no. that you can't be invited by the winner. Definitely. 
definitely. Right? Oh, I'm sure that'd be, oh. that'd be really fine. That'd be fine, fine print. <laughs> well, like Scott said, they haven't released all the small print yet, it sounds like. Right. So they're yeah. probably listening oh, right now. Oh, oh. Damn it. Since I won't be able yeah, to read chapter. the fine print, could I also compete? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> all right, what's our Twitter game? Well, uh, here in sunny California, as everybody in this room knows, but maybe not everyone on the other side of the microphone, the epic wildfires that we're uh, experiencing now have consumed well over 200,000 acres wow. since late July. Who from the Brewing Network would be best at fighting the Cali wildfires mm. and why? Okay. It's a very serious one. It's very topical, like. too. Yes. <laughs> well done. It's like, yeah. a, it's, it's like your favorite cream. For all the cream. local listeners. Yeah. It's like your favorite cream from your best doctor. Very topical. I love it. Thank you. I could help. All right. So that is our Twitter game today. And uh, if you're chosen as our winner, you're entered to win a chance to go on the Labruski. That means you won, right? <clears throat> you didn't win no. the whole shebang. You sure. You entered to win the whole shebang. Entered. Yeah. And knowing us, we'll make you go through eight other hoops before you... <laughs> yeah. There'll be a lot of shebangs before the bang. Yeah, Have you guys been to the Caribbean before? Oh, the Caribbean? Uh, <laughs> no, the Caribbean. Isn't uh, the place we were just at in Mexico considered part of yeah, the Caribbean? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yes, I have. I, I, okay, yeah, you're right. I I've think been, of it as the Gulf of Mexico. I've been several times. A lot. Uh, you have? Well, the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, ride at Disneyland. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. A couple yeah. minutes at a time. Yeah, it's been amazing. I've yeah. cruised around. A lot of pirates. If you had them up, it might be like a... Half a day's worth. <laughs> You've done an actual uh, Caribbean cruise, yeah. uh, Doc? Yeah. yeah. That's where Doc hides all his money. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he goes to make a deposit. He goes there to look at it. Hey, hey, hey. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's in March, right? So That'd be good. Yeah, so it'll be snowing, right? I think it'd be a hurricane or something. Is that hurricane? No, no. That's, why they, that's why we're getting such a great deal. Exactly. Here's uh, we're all drunk. What do you care? Here's what I'm thinking on the way back. Uh, stopping off in Kentucky and doing the bourbon trail. Ooh. Wow. Um, I'm doing that in October. It's so close. You're doing that already, Moscow? Yep. Me, nice. and my, me and my pops. No oh, kidding. Cool. A few other people, yeah. Nice. In October. Wow. Push, yeah, I'll pass on all that. Push is on the phone, and he actually just called to quit. Oh, no, he can't quit. Um, because he doesn't know anything about this cruise, and he's highly offended. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Push, you are already on the guest list, dude. I just didn't. Uh, I just notify you. Surprise. <laughs> Oh, I, so, so really? never mind. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're, you're in. You're like, no, look, it, it goes like oh. this. Too bad you already quit. It goes I guess me, and then you, and then everybody else. You're always on the but list. That means you're working. Yeah. You can't, explain it to only because so, you carry the bags. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a, that's a great idea if I actually listen to the show. <laughs> like, then I would know. True. Because, yeah, if you, if I thought that was our way of intercompany communication, because I've been announcing it for a month now. Don't you know about our announcements? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought it, I thought it was okay. Like if you maybe emailed or texted me, or if I heard right. a weird rumor on Twitter, but I, I didn't know I was supposed to listen to the show. Well, well you didn't, and I. But I have sent your full legal name to the cruise people, and yeah, you're in. Even I like if you, it. Even if you're you already have that date booked, too bad. If the only reason Push is listening today oh. is because he's making sure that the website doesn't crash while we're on the air. So frankly, oh. he might not have even found out until he saw his face published yeah. somewhere on the Lebruski <laughs> cruise, on February twenty eighth. Got your you got your bags packed, Push for yeah. what? No, it's totally true. Like I would never have known. Uh, so you're right. Uh, first week of March, push. You belong to us, and you're going to be in the middle of the Caribbean. Caribbean. You know what? No problem. Yeah. Hang on one second. Hey, honey, listen. <laughs> I'm going to the Caribbean without you. Yeah. I'm sure that's fine, right? This is how passive aggressive <laughs> push is. <laughs> yeah. No, no problem. No okay. problem at all, right. guys. Hey, hey push. Why, why don't you start working on getting me in the chat room? This is stupid. This chat sucks. Yeah. 
Shut up. Yeah, yeah, I got to go because I got to fix uh, Guest 99's problem right now. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Bye. Guest 99's one of my favorites. Yeah, but hey. He's just in there being a grumpy dick. Have a beer already. I am having a beer. Having no, not a, you. I meant Grumpy Dick oh. 99. He doesn't drink anymore. I think we should have a way of changing everybody's name to Grumpy Dick and whatever number they are. <laughs> if we had moderator powers, <laughs> I think we could. We could do it. We think twice about your tone. Oh, yeah. Like, if you <laughs> yeah. act up in the chat, let's not ban you. Let's change your name to, yeah. like, Mega Ass. And then everyone go, ha, ha, Mega Ass. There needs to be a little sound file that we play. Oh, my God. We need a moderator. Are you bringing back the board? People just get so upset. Grow up, everybody. Don't you have something else to do anyway? Yeah. What are you still listening to this podcast for after 10 years? True. Yeah. Good oh, question. Yeah, I got nothing else to do. All right. How about we talk to our friend Sergio over at Melovino? Sergio, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, how are you guys doing, man? I'm doing well. Thanks hey. for joining us on the program. Yeah, uh, yeah, my pleasure. Sergio, can you provide some good content so people will have a reason to keep listening? Yes, please. Oh, God. Yeah. So let's talk about yeast rehydration. <laughs> there we go. Let's go right to it so that we do something right for a change, Sergio. Yeah. yeah here's, the, here's the most exciting news you'll hear, right? <laughs> um, yeah. So as far as mead made right uh, goes, uh, basically re, uh, yeast rehydration uh, is a big, big uh, topic. It's, it's almost as important or just as important as nutrient additions when it comes to making uh, mead. So, Sergio, lot- can, I, can I ask a question before you move on? And maybe we've discussed this already, but why are we rehydrating at all? Do we not use liquid yeast ever in making meat? I wouldn't say never. I mean, uh, why yeast, for example, sells, um, and those other guys, uh, they also <laughs> sell some like liquid yeast alternatives. But in the majority of the, uh, the mead making scene, uh, commercial and home brewing side, uh, most of the yeast that's used is uh, dry wine yeast. Okay, fair enough. So... When, uh, when we talk about rehydrating yeast, on the back of all these yeast packets, there'll be some rehydration uh, protocols or instructions, which most people take to actually rehydrate their yeast. Uh, the people that are making good mead, though, are also not only rehydrating their yeast with just the water as per the directions on the packet, but they're also adding in a product called GoFirm to, as a yeast energizer. So... Here's, here's the, the biggest mistake that most people make is they simply just follow the uh, rehydration protocol on the back of the packet. But if you're going to be using a nutrient uh, energizer like GoFirm during rehydration, everything changes. So what ends up happening is if you just add GoFirm to the amount of water used to solely just rehydrate the yeast – uh, you're not adding enough water, basically. Uh, you're creating too saturated of a or too concentrated of a of a solution for the yeast to really be able to absorb all that uh, yeast energizer act, uh, uh, efficiently enough. Okay. So there's actually some calculations that go into calculating exactly how much water to use, and it all kind of works its way backwards. So once you know your starting volume and your starting gravity you'll be able to determine how much yeast you use, uh, will need to use, rather. Uh, Once you know how much yeast you're going to need to use, you'll then be able to figure out how much yeast nutrient you can use. And with how much yeast nutrient will then depend on how much water you use for the rehydration uh, steps. So that's, that's a big, big tip that a lot of people don't consider when rehydrating their yeast and making mead. Factor in for both ingredients, the nutrient and the yeast. 
Yeah, yeah. And I have everything broken down really nice and easy on uh, on the website I put together for this little oh. segment that we got going on here on meadmaderight.com, and I have it all broken down so anybody can refer to it any time they want. But, uh, yeah, you kind of work your way backwards, uh, in other words. So makes a big, big difference. And you're going to risk – you're going to have a lot less risk of stuck fermentations. Uh, you're going to have – uh, if you do it correctly, also you're going to have a really, really great yeast starter, basically to, to pitch into your mead. Uh, that's going to give you great results. So, and it does go hand to hand with my whole tailored organ, uh, tailored organic st- uh, stagger nutrient edition protocol as well. Uh, if you don't have a good yeast starter uh, or rehydrate your yeast properly, you're no matter what you do after that, you're just not going to get the best mead you could get. Okay. Are you adjusting the time of rehydration from the general instructions, is, or is it still just proofing it, basically? Yeah, it's yeah, no, no, no extended time needed. Uh, it's really, it, it really all comes down to just getting that uh, that go firm re, um, diluted into that water. And uh, what ends up happening is you start off with as you know, the hotter the water, the better, because the first thing you're going to want to do is dilute that uh, go firm. The, in colder water, it really clumps up. Uh, just think of like, you know, the worst dough ball situation when you're mashing in, right? Uh, it just, it'll never rehydrate no matter how much you stir it with a fork or a whisk or anything. So the hotter the water you use to uh, dilute that, um, that go firm, the better. And then as soon as the temperature drops down to 104 degrees, that's when you pitch your yeast. So you're going to want to measure how much water you need. Uh, once you know how much water you need, you dilute your go firm into that. And then wait for that to uh, to drop down to your 104 um, uh, temperature to to throw your yeast in for proper rehydration. At that point, I mean, I, I've actually even posted up a, a video on Melovino's uh, Facebook page. Um, we've been doing a lot of like five gallon experimental batches, so we're it's it's kind of fun going back to the five gallon scale after all this time. I bet. Um, and uh, I actually shot like a little 10 or 15 second video of uh, one of our uh, yeast pitches rehydrating to the tunes of uh, uh, some Jimi Hendrix. Nice. And it almost kind of looked like everything was kind of like proofing in, in beat with the song, which is pretty dope. You took mushrooms that day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeast likes Jimmy. Nice. Do you recommend yeah. boiling the water or even boiling the, the go firm and water mixture to make sure it's sanitary before adding the yeast? No, no, I never, I never bother with that, and um, that could kind of go hand in hand with the whole uh, boil versus no boil debate in the in the mead world, where you know a lot of people feel like they need to boil their their must, uh, uh, their honey and water mixture to uh, to pasteurize it. But like my response always is, is well, what are you pasteurizing? Yeah. Honey is the only food source in the world that never spoils. You know, hmm. uh, as long as you get a good yeast pitch going in, I don't, I don't see any reason to boil the must or boil the water uh, for the yeast rehydration at all. And how long does the rehydration take? Does that have to sit overnight, or is that just a pretty quick thing? Just getting no, everything no, wet. No, if you're if you're doing a proper yeast pitch for for your starting gravity, uh, honestly, you're talking 15 minutes. Oh, okay. It's really just the rehydration uh, uh, practice itself. Uh, you could, if you're going for some really crazy high starting gravities uh, for for some meads, which you could get pretty high uh, with meads. But um, you could, you know, you could do a yeast starter overnight or whatnot. But uh, it's not going to hurt you uh, at all. But yeah, you're just talking about a standard 15 to 20 minutes, no longer than that. Do you step down the temperature of the 
the yeast starter, for lack of a better term, to kind of what the, the whole batch temperature is? Yes, yeah, that's that's a pretty good point as well. You don't want to throw in your your yeast, uh, your rehydrated yeast into uh, into your must if it's anything more than twelve or fourteen degrees uh, difference. Otherwise, you're just going to cold shock all your yeast and all the work you put into uh, getting that yeast properly rehydrated is just going to go to waste. Uh, what I normally do, it kind of all depends on like room temperature. I might like let it sit out and uh, depending on how. I'll just check the temperature difference basically between the, the, the starter and the must. And if it's that big of a difference, I might start tempering uh, the yeast with like, you know, a teaspoon or a tablespoon uh, at a time, adding that mead into it and just kind of stirring it, giving it a minute, add another t- uh, tablespoon or two until it kind of reaches uh, some kind of a closer range of temperature. Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, Super I exciting, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good stuff. It is good stuff. Yeah. Mead makers uh, are loving it. Hey, uh, meadmaderight.com looks better than the new BN site. What the hell's up with that, Jay? Damn it. Does it? Bush, wow. Look at that Get on thing. this. Let me, let me go look. If not, I'm, can I just yell at you about things uh, that <laughs> yeah. don't even matter? Yeah, sure. Just, yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll respond as guest. Yeah. <laughs> good. Do it. Here, I'll let, let you go. vent. Let me go check this thing out. MeadMadeRight.com. Oh, yeah, it looks pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> pretty Look nice. nice. Pretty you know, nice. I made that website the about two hours before our first Mead Made Right segment. Oh, fuck you again. <laughs> two uh, hours wow, versus two years. Two years. Two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, didn't you just win a bunch of crap, Sergio? What happened? Yes. Um, yeah, just I think it was two weeks ago now at this point. Uh well, but prior to that, we decided, you know what? I wonder what would happen if we entered our meads into a wine competition. And uh, we had a big wine competition, one of the biggest in the country, is the Indy International Wine Competition. And they had a mead category, go figure. So um, there were, I think, 80-something professional, uh, you know, it's all it's all professional. Well, they did have an amateur side of the competition, actually, now that I think of it. But on the professional side, they had 80-something entries, I believe, in mead. And uh, the only awarded 19 awards, we won 13 of them. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Including best of class, yeah. Congratulations, man. That's a big deal. Yeah, that was pretty That was pretty sweet. Man. How, how long has your mom been putting on a mead competition? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, your no, mom that, was uh, that was pretty cool, actually. That, you oh, know, I was just telling the guys that, you know, been helping me out at the mead race. that you know, if we just win one or two, that would be awesome. Yeah, right. Uh, and, then, and then we checked the results on a Sunday afternoon, and we're like, wow. Congrats, man. That's rad. Yeah, yeah thanks, guys. And how's it going at the tasting room? Awesome, man. Uh, August has slowed down uh, a little bit, and this is our first August since we've been open. So it's isn't good everybody to- like down at the shore in August or something out there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody goes to the beach in Jersey. We go down the shore. We're going right. to the shore. So it makes sense. You'd slow down a little bit. Yeah, no, it slows. It's it slowed down a little bit, but um, but yeah, even until now, we've we're fully booked every single weekend. Two hundred people every weekend coming through our doors for tours and tastings. That's amazing. And, uh, and uh, we'll we'll start distribution uh, actually by the end of January or early February. We got our big tanks that we, we ordered a few weeks ago coming in in October. Uh, we're adding basically another ten thousand liters of production capacity uh, starting this October, and we've recently been dubbed the fastest growing meadery in the country. Wow! Actually. 
Yeah, we're jumping from 7,000 gallons a year production to 30,000 gallons a year production. Holy shit. Wow. (laughs) That's a lot, man. I remember when we first uh, talked to Sergio, and he was just home brewing with a great business plan at the time and just going for it. And look at you now, man. Yeah, thanks, man. I love it. We'll celebrate our one-year anniversary next month. All right. Come to California and do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we got a beach. <laughs> yeah. All right, Sergio. Thanks, dude. All right, guys. Melavino Meadery, ladies and gentlemen, go check it out. And if you want to uh, read more about the tips that uh, Sergio gives us, meadmadewright.com. Thanks, dude. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk take to you care. soon. There you go. That's Sergio from uh, Melavino. Good guy. Always giving us uh, some good information. All right. We're going to take ourselves a quick break here. When we come back, we've got the boys from the Libertine Pub with us, and I think they brought a whole bunch of really good beer. Nice. So I hope you all brought your designated drivers. It's the session. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. First Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like... 
Brew Your Own magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the thebrewingnetwork.com. Hey, Wooly, I'm beat. Can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while? You're beat? I've been swinging through this forest for 50 years, ever since we... Ever since we first escaped from the circus. I know, I know, but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose, hairy girls. Mark, we stop. Look! What is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotation. Frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on into the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House online at CreekMonkey.com. Brewcasters are back. It is 401 beer. Whatever. All right. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. Just got a little pick-me-up in here from the Libertine Pub. Cocaine. Tell you about it in just a moment. But first, go over to Beersmith.com right now and get your free trial of the Beersmith Brewing Software. It is fantastic brewing software. All your recipe stuff can be in there, and it does everything you need and probably more things that you don't need, but you'll have fun geeking out with it because you're a beer geek just like the rest of us. Go over to Beersmith.com right now and download it. Plus, there's a podcast over there. He's got DVDs. He did one with our friend John Palmer. And uh, you name it, it's over at the Beersmith.com website. Go check it out right now. And I think if you order, you get 10 free gifts. Gifts, right? Is that different oh. one? Oh, different oh. DVD. Different okay. uh, DVD. It. Yep. Got it. Um, Brad might give you a handy if you order enough DVDs, but a totally different website. John Palmer is still in those DVDs. <laughs> yes, he looks right. like a handy kind of a guy. Yeah, he's handy. Uh, all right, we've got the dudes from the Libertine Pub out of Morro Bay. Tyler Clark, he's the owner and brewmaster, and Paul Ray, the head brewer. I would say brewmaster. With a, more of a brew guy. Yes, yeah. The, the reason I put that on the show notes is you've got Paul listed as your head brewer. So yeah. you got two head brewers? Uh, That's just I'm crazy. Just the, the yokel that stands around. Uh, we say, what, a head of brewing operations oh. sounds That's fancy. what you are? Yeah, That's sure. a lame title. Yeah, yeah right? Brewmaster is better. <laughs> no. But I haven't mastered anything other than something you probably can't say on here. So. <laughs> Got it. All right. But you're uh, the owner of uh, the Libertine yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, involved in the brewing process, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then uh, Paul is your is your head brewer. He's also in the studio Way with us. Way smarter than too. me. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Paul. Paul, where'd you used to brew? 
Telegraph Brewing Company in Santa Barbara. I thought so. Okay. In Santa Barbara. Right. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, welcome to the program, guys. I want to dive right in because you gave me a coffee beer that you said would make me cry. And, uh, well, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. But <laughs> this is a hell of a strong coffee beer. Are you getting emotional? I am already getting emotional. Yeah. I'm uh, also getting my caffeine fix. So you guys got to tell me about this we're beer. We're going to be up all night. Okay. So this is actually not beer. It's cold brew. So, I knew uh, it. It's I, actual... This is not beer. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it didn't taste like beer. Yeah. Got it. So uh, as well as brewing the weird wild ale stuff we do, we also now have... Um, a line of cold brew coffees that we seep in old bourbon and wine barrels. Oh, uh, nice. So we have a, a local roaster, Slow Roasters, and they uh, make us our own little custom roast, and then we throw it in there. This one has uh, mint, actually, from the garden in my backyard that my four-year-old grew for you. So Nice. Thank you, Aubrey, for uh, making Child this delicious labor. mint. Yeah. It's very homey. Yeah. Very free. Yeah. Very free. I like free stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then what does some, it take like, to grow mint? Don't you just uh, little it? four-year-old fingers, <laughs> evidently, <laughs> and a gallon <laughs> of water. Little bucket, little uh, little cute little uh, pour bucket. Yeah. That's why you've been unsuccessful, Warren. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the water part. <laughs> four-year-old. Part. Yeah, he need little. He need little children. To, uh, but uh, yeah. So, anyways, this was a forty-eight hour steep. It's on nitro at the uh, new tasting room we have, but um, in the growler, it didn't really. Uh, nitro up. Yeah, it didn't it, it lost its its nitrogen. I've never had. I don't Zazz. think I, this is a thing. Like, just people drink cups of, of cold brewed coffee like this. Yeah, it's the we new, drink a lot of coffee. Hotness. Yeah, yeah. It's the new hotness, bro. It is. Yes. Oh yeah. I've never. I don't think I've ever had one, but well, I really less, like it. Yeah, it's, it's less, smoother. Uh, it's not harsh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because there's no heat to it, so it's just it's cold the whole time. It's in our big walk-in. It sits there for 48 hours, and it just pulls all the the good stuff out of coffee, and not the. Uh, Paul's Paul knows more than I do. Tell him, Paul. <laughs> Less of the harsh like acids and bitterness oh. uh, that you get in hot coffee, so it's softer. And people, you just pour pH. pints of it at the pub, or or what? Uh, no, we pour three ounce taste of it. Little I mean, taste I, of it. Okay, we pour pints for ourselves because <laughs> it's a long work day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sleepy. Oh no, we we literally fill up. Yeah, giant glasses. How's it taste when you heat it up? Why would uh, I don't know? But that's kind of a good. But that's kind of a good question yeah, because you've you've taken all of the harshness out of it. But then, if someone like me is used to a hot cup of coffee, I could heat it up at the end. I'd have this great non-harsh. Yep. You guys are looking at me like I'm crazy though. That, no, they're defeating no, that's, the, the that's purpose. Good. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you just piss on my dreams, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I worked yeah. a long time on this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's a good coffee shop down the street. I would recommend walking down the street yeah. to get out. <laughs> we have a ton of great coffee. Come, San Luis is to full of amazing really coffee. Nice Maybe they cold brew and then heat it up after. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the trick. <laughs> Who else is doing Weird. cold? Like, who's doing this? Oh, a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We didn't like make this up. Okay. I'd like to say like we're the first person ever. Totally smart over here uh but i've never heard anybody doing like doing it in a barrel yeah which necessarily if that's actually good or not i don't know but uh it was just something kind of we do everything in barrels so i thought hey we drink a shit ton of cold brew coffee and it's really expensive and so let's make it for ourselves and we'll throw it on tap too because it'll be fun so i like it it's really nice so, so, ma- mainly what we do is just so I can save money on things, as you can. It's a theme at the brewery. So it's like God. sour beers are really expensive. Let's make sour beers that we don't have to buy them anymore. It's right. Like, is there anything like uh, to that you're wrecking our palates? Because, you know, it, the beer's coming up, and I need to make sure they're not quite tasting it perfectly. Evidently, you haven't had our beers before because they're very strong, and they'll wreck your palate. I say either <laughs> so way. This is, yeah, this is, a, this is a nice prelude. Plus, it's a little pick-me-up. You know, open up the senses. I'm already jumping out of my seat. Yeah. yeah. Actually, when we, when we do, um, like, tasting barrels and doing blends, a lot of times I'll, like, actually have coffee beans down there and smell them to, like, 
cleanse your palate and start you over after smelling and tasting five or six barrels in a row. You start to get that, what is it, palate fatigue or whatever. Sure, yeah. So actually, so that... Actually, now a lot of times I'll have you know a little coffee well, there, and this without the bitterness and all the acids that you're talking about is a regular cup of coffee would not be a, a palate cleanser. That would not be nice. But I right. could see without all those components in this, yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll sip, and plus it never gets hot, so it's not like ew, this is cold coffee. Yeah, so you can like at the brewery we're there. 12, 15 hours a day, so it's nice to just, like, drink coffee all day, and you're not like, oh, this is cold and gross. It's like, oh, it's supposed to be rad. Let's drink, like, <laughs> pints of this. That How old is this one? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Just drink it. <laughs> just drink it. It's just cold coffee. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the history of the Libertine. You guys are only a couple years old, right? Uh, three and a half years and old half. now. Okay. Yep. What were you doing before you started the brewery? Uh, been in the beer industry my whole life. Um I'm 31 in like four days. Okay. Uh, he, he looked at his watch as yeah. he said that. Well, I looked 17. He's got a fancy watch. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's my, my aunt got me that. I don't have money for fancy watches. <laughs> I see. Um, but uh, yeah, so since I was 18, been, I started stocking shelves before I could even drink beer as a merchandiser for a beer distributor. Okay. Um, worked my way up. Santa Cruz, San Diego, the whole gambit. I was. A, were, um, is that an accident or were you in into beer and you just thought, I, no, I want to be accident. in this? Okay. Yeah, my buddy, uh, actually Brian Rounds, uh, who's still in the industry in our area, was like, yeah, I got a job for you. It's like in the beer industry. And I was an 18-year-old kid. You're like, yeah, I can't even drink beer. I mean, Perfect. Yeah. I couldn't We know that guy, beer. don't we? Sure. Yeah. He's a stone, right? Yeah. No, Brian Rounds, Central Coast Distributor. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Good old that's BR. Right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, th- I thought you said he's a stoner, right? Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, no, actually, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> no, it's, pretty healthy guy, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go that salt. far. Okay, yeah. yeah, total bath salt freak, but yeah. hot no. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, offered me a job stocking shelves at eighteen. I'm like, yeah, beer is cool, and then like just been stuck in it ever since i guess so. did you homebrew throughout any of this yeah, process? yeah yeah pretty much the whole time okay. um and uh i did on-premise off-premise sales i did drove forklifts and i was a draft technician i did a little bit of everything on that end of it that's and good and um good background like, what was fun too is like you'd go and like oh you win an incentive to go to coronado and and go hang out there and like all of a sudden now you're hanging out with brewers and friends and most of the guys you'd go with are like these seedy old distributor guys that like don't give a crap and they're yeah. like yeah i'm away from my wife i'm gonna go chug beer and i'm like can we like talk to the brewer some more and like look yeah. at the seller and so i started getting these relationships and talking to people and then you know that's why i said i'm not a master brewer or anything but we're uh, i've learned enough and i have like five people on speed dial like jameel for instance i know you guys all obviously know jameel but he's all right that guy's been huge <laughs> huge help to uh, we wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for him and yeah yeah you know ryan at coronado brewing is a good friend of mine and Excellent. Yeah, all kinds of – everybody's been awesome and helped But you us had a pro way. brew gig as well, right? You were a brewer? Yeah, for I worked a at a place called Tanner Jack's. It was a little brew pub on the Mesa that did like 100 barrels a year or something. I wouldn't really say it was like a pro. <laughs> like, okay. Like, yeah, we, we brew beer here and uh, you can take over. <laughs> you don't want to work for a distributor anymore. And I, you know, blew it a lot and figured shit out. And then okay. now, I, now we uh, – Decided to do barrel aging and was your goal stuff. the whole time to open a, a brewery? Uh, you know, when, yeah, you, when no, you're meeting totally. these people, like, yeah. um, I, I mean, everybody always dreams as home brewers of opening their own brewery, but um, yeah, you know, it just kind of it took a lot. I mean, it's like, oh, it fell into place. I mean, it was like years and years and years of, of things, but you know, I think if you prepare yourself and put yourself in the right place, and then um, yeah, and then go for it when those uh, opportunities come, you take them. So I've just grabbed opportunities when they came by and told people that sorry these are my opportunities and i'm taking them. <laughs> <laughs> and so you opened in morro bay yep which is a cool little 
It's kind of a vacation spot, right? I mean, obviously people live there, it's but it's very, a spot on, just for yeah. our listeners elsewhere, it's a spot on the central uh, California coast, mm-hmm. um, almost in in the middle, really. It's right, uh, Yeah, it's kind of still, I consider it Southern California. It's kind of right in the that corridor. San Luis Obispo is like the closest city on the 101. Yeah, okay. And that's about 15 minutes. Uh, it's on the beach. So like the pub is actually on the water in Morro Bay. That is rad. And, um, but there's not much to Morro Bay population-wise. 10,000. What is it? Okay. Um, it's a... Uh, what is it? A fishing town with a drinking problem? What's the, what's the it's like the or a drinking town with a fishing problem? Yeah, there whatever that whatever yeah, is. Yeah, I don't know. It's a small town like that, but people do pass through and sort of vacation there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've stayed there for weekends at a time yeah. just because it's a quiet, awesome spot. Why did you open there? Uh, it wasn't my first pick, <laughs> but I had a, uh, I met a guy that was. Um, had a brew pub and he didn't have a brewer and I was brewing another brew pub and he needed somebody to brew the beer and I showed up and actually it was uh, he had one of those were they type 75 license and uh, it was literally like a what is that one is it's that... A, the brew pub where you get liquor with it oh okay um, and uh, I show up and he's like yeah I can't like make beer that tastes good and I'm like <laughs> well yeah you know hopefully I can help maybe a little bit with that and literally all it was was like these uh, buckets of like malt extract with uh... A, uh, for five barrel batches that was just a it was just a, a bright tank I mean it was, there was no heating the only heating was a you plug it into the wall and it was like a a heating like like like, like a, a coil like a, yeah like you just like stick it on the bucket or heat it up and then you put oh, one ounce of dry yeast <laughs> one ounce it said australian yeast and that's all it said and it was this one ounce packet and he's like yeah i don't get it like and i'm like whoa wait what year is this this was no, 1874 four, four and a half years ago maybe i feel like it would be even difficult to find that yeah, kind I don't of know ingredient oh like, it was yeah it no, was no no this type 75 you can subscribe to a, a company that provides you all the ingredients. You just have to make oh. beer once a year. Yeah. And you don't even have to serve it. And the company sends it to you. Yeah, so it's yeah. an East Coast company. It's like if you, and... if you brew beer there, you can get this 75. I see. Just the alcohol license. That's all they want. Those licenses are popping up all over San Francisco yeah. because they're limiting just beer bars in San Francisco. But oh. the 75 license allow or liquor licenses. Mm-hmm. So the 75 license allows people to actually have a liquor-serving bar. Yeah. So they throw in these malt extract breweries, tiny brew pubs that are just... Too small to do anything. Interesting. So they get their liquor license. Got so they're it. popping up all over in San Francisco. Okay. What a weird thing. All right. So, yeah, so I, you- I show up and I'm like, uh, yeah, well, where do you want to start? Why this isn't good. <laughs> and so I start talking to him and rad guy named Burt Caldwell, um, entrepreneur his whole life. He's in his mm. mid-60s and uh, kind of fell into this brew pub thing and was trying to get a liquor license because he was, he was a uh, real estate developer and had like, you know, the whole dot com thing dropped and he had he had this like restaurant in the water in Morro Bay that wasn't even supposed to be a restaurant it was supposed to be like a conference center or something oh. and he's like uh crap now I gotta run a restaurant <laughs> you know? yeah and then had this thing and so I um long story short but it's already been long it's but, okay so I start talking to him I'm like well here's the deal like if you're gonna do this you gotta do it right and he starts like oh this this kid semi knows what he's talking about and and my whole thing is i'd worked for people my whole life and i was tired of working for people and i'm like i want to you know have my own thing and so we partnered up and uh interesting uh you know got rid of the well actually we still have those five barrel bright tanks we still use actually as like little fun one-off batch bright tanks it's kind of funny we actually just brought them to the new 
production facility and, and looked at them and it, they look all funny. We have a third, actually one of Jamil's old uni tanks, which for him probably looks funny now to him, but that's like a huge for us. And then we're like, yeah. Oh yeah, we got these little five barrel bright tanks. That's so his place was called the Libertine. No, um, it no. was called Embarcadero Grill. Okay. And you basically came on as a partner and turned it into Libertine Pub. The pub. Yeah. Okay. With, with a brewery inside, with right. an actual brewery inside. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And so, um, yeah, we started brewing weird beers, and we we're really limited on space and money and equipment. And so we started like, okay, well, what can we do? Uh, my wife Shannon's a huge sour fan, yeah, and I am too. But uh, she so did you like, give him a sour beer? And he's like, no, I told you I was trying to fix the beer. Yeah, beer. no, he, yeah, he didn't. <laughs> one of the one of the things with him was like, okay, I have carte blanche on like brewing stuff. Like, nice. you just gotta like trust me on this one like <laughs> uh you know and that so that was one of the things um you know like the books and all those things yeah that's that's all you that's rad but when it comes to like you know the draft lineup uh hiring and firing and and the beer and what we're brewing here that's that's my excellent you know side of the pen but um yeah so we we started doing experimenting with different fun things and we ended up kind of sticking with um stein brewing like raw beers yeah, I saw this in my notes, and I thought maybe it was a typo because <laughs> I haven't heard of anybody doing this professionally, right? I've heard of somebody doing a one-off. So yeah. explain to the audience what Stein Brewing is, first of all. So we use um, volcanic rocks uh, to heat everything. So you, like, heat them under a flame. It was from before, like— before there was metal vessels everywhere, then metal was really expensive. You couldn't just like put a flame under a wooden thing because it would, wouldn't work. So they'd heat up rocks and then throw them into their wooden vessels. Okay. We did this. I, yeah. BYOB? Yeah. Yeah, my back porch. We did it, yeah, Doc's house for one, for our TV show. Well, and it was a, it was a pain in the ass and it was a giant mess. <laughs> yeah. And so this is what I was trying worked. to now when you say <laughs> it we was TV history. You're not saying we did this, like it was a one off beer. You're saying we do this. That's all we did for like two years, yeah. Why? So, what, what's wrong with you? I'm a sicko. Yeah, I don't know. Is there some um, head trauma history or yeah. something? Like I, I'm always about uh, one of the things that if it's one, I kind of feel like it's cheating if it's easy, and that's probably stupid. But <laughs> I feel like it's it's like, well, that's not as easy. That's, uh, I don't feel like I did anything, you know. Yeah. So, and then two, I loved the idea of, and I still do of like using, and I think the whole local thing gets overused a lot too. It's kind of like, oh, local, local, local. Like that's rad, and I hundred percent like if we can get something locally sourced, I don't care how much it costs, we'll add that into the beer, whatever. But when it's like used, it's when it's overdone to just to say it. Yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna get off my soapbox. It's now. all right. No, that that always it, drives me nuts. When you go to a restaurant and they're like, "Well, yeah, this is all locally sourced." I'm like, yeah, but it tastes like shit. Like, who cares? Like, <laughs> it just right. doesn't matter. There is a line, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. But still, to try to get that, and like, what can we do? And what like everybody can make a great IPA, and everybody can make a great. You know, there's a million great. Like, I'm never gonna make a beer like Jamil can make, or like you know whoever can make. I'm just not going to. I know that. Okay. But what can I make that is local to our place that nowhere else in the entire world you can make. Like the, the whole, you know, Canteon and stuff. No yeah. one ever, ever tries to make that stuff. We're not trying to make that. We're trying to make what would happen if that happened in our area. Sure. You know, and what would Morro Bay or San Luis Obispo taste like? You know, and if uh, we can source local fruits and local yeast. And so we, we actually stopped pitching about a year and a half ago. Oh. And we just have cool ships. And so everything just... Whatever happened to that cool ship 
happened out there in Morro Bay. And then we'd barrel age it, and then we'd try to blend back, and then we'd add fruits and things. And but I'm still trying to get – so you're sitting there thinking, like, what would be local? What would only more – oh, I know. Let's go get a bunch of rocks from outside <laughs> and put them inside the beer. It makes a good talking point for podcast interviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can't – one day I will be on the BN – actually, you know, the very first batches we did – uh, I was just talking about this earlier, the little the, – the iPhone app thing. Yeah. And I would be – it was my, I was the only person there. It was myself, and I was upstairs. And our, Paul, you've probably seen that old disgusting kitchen upstairs. Yeah. Pretty gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> upstairs at the That's pub? That's my hype man there. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's my hype man. Yep. Uh, it's gross, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what he's saying is fucking yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah, good job, boss. Yeah. yeah. It's um, like real growth. Yeah. <laughs> like you don't and even I would know. sit there and like make these like 10-gallon kind of test batch things, and I would like listen to you guys. And, okay. and like nice. total bad idea because yeah. now I make gross sour beers. Right. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. And so um, it kind of got – it wasn't like something – like some lady came in yesterday, actually. It was funny. We were talking about, like, she's like, we just woke up and decided to make a sour brewery. Yeah. And it's like, well, no, I didn't fucking wake up and decide to make a sour brewery. Like, it, 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 there's a there's a progression to these things. Sure. But, yeah. It's, okay, uh, but you're still skipping over the, <laughs> right, yeah. the Stein beer part. Okay. So um, just break it down like for me. It was like a turning point, but, okay, the very first Stein beer we ever did, my Aunt Heather lives in Santa Barbara. Of course. She, yeah. Good old Aunt Heather. <laughs> this is so Aunt Heather. Yeah. So, <laughs> she would do this. And then Grandma Brittany called yeah, her. Yeah. So she got a remodel to her house. They had those old, um, like, lava stones on the front of her house. It's one of those old, like, 70s Santa Barbara houses. Yeah. She's like, yeah. I'm like, hey, Aunt Heather, what are you doing? Oh, tearing out all the old lava rock stones. And I'm like, oh, I've always wanted to make a, like, a. Lava rock beer. That sounds kind of cool. Like, so we drove down and picked up a bunch of these lava rocks off the front of her house. Okay, and then cooked them on the stove at the pub and made a beer with them. Locally sourced lava rocks. So you, yeah. you heat just just so people can get the process. So you heat them on the stove. Yep, and then you basically throw them in the wort. Right. Right. Yep. That's to, it. To boil the easy wort. money. Yeah, it's so easy. Everybody should do it. Did you not have a, a burner at the time? You, uh, yes. No, no. So we had old um, dairy tanks that we were going to get. Actually, I had a welder coming to set up a whole direct fire thing. We had okay. space everything, the whole thing. I'm starting. To uh, gas run to it, the whole deal. And he was a couple weeks late on it, and okay. we did it. The, the, I was like, well, we'll make a Stein beer in the meantime. That'll be fun. I've never. Now I get it. And now this I like. You're like, well, fuck it. We don't have to wait. Yeah. We're gonna make and a it was Stein like, beer. Well, this turned out pretty cool, and this is like something neat. And then I was literally like tasting the wort, and I was standing. And I guess there was a eureka moment. I don't know why I never heard it. But I was actually standing on the the patio on the water in the bay, and I look over, and there's this giant fucking Moro rock. Which if anybody's went to Moro yeah. Bay, there's this humongous rock that's out there. And I was like. God damn it, that's a fucking volcano. Like, why aren't we using that shit? Is that the rock that the first meth heads landed on when they found yes. Bay? Yes, exactly. They're like, we need to smoke meth and fish here. Their, their yeah. voyage from Bakersfield. Yeah. We can use this to rock coast. to cook our meth. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Morro Bay is a beautiful city with lovely people, and I love everybody that comes in there. Yeah. Would that be uh, Stein meth? Yeah. <laughs> so you grab you rocks. the best Stein meth. Yeah, that's a metal band, actually. Yeah. So you got rocks from there next to do your next yeah. Yeah, I almost got arrested actually for that. I didn't realize that's a. Ooh, you probably shouldn't talk about this. Yeah, it's illegal to take rocks from that because I guess it's like what? a monument or something. Well, you're only borrowing uh, them. Yeah, technically, you're only borrowing. Well, that was kind of my point to the guy. So this guy, I'm like, I have my uh, Yukon over there. 
there. I'm throwing these rocks in. I mean, I'm there almost every day. Well, I used to be before we decided to open another production facility, but I would surf out there all the time, like rocks. Like, so what? Like, I got rocks yeah. in my shoes. No big deal. <laughs> I'm throwing rocks in this guy. Hey, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, good to see you too, bro. You like the pump? Oh, you must recognize me. Yeah, have, yeah. good to see you too. Did like, the badge no, and the gun not yeah. tip you off? What are you doing, man? Like, and I'm like, oh, uh... What do you mean? What am I doing? He's like, you can't. What do you, you can't take rocks off Moral Rock. I'm like, oh no, it's it's cool. I'm just going right over there at the pub. He's <laughs> like, this is a monument or whatever it is. I don't know. Farther away right. was the worst. Yeah. yeah. Was, was so, it a park ranger? Like no, but the guy no. like got freaked out and like was he's like, I'm calling. He like tried to like yeah. Just, just a bro, there's some, dude. Uh, there's some Indian bones yeah, I was yeah. using. So. It was Chief Moro Rock, oh, yeah. and he was like, <laughs> "This rock covered my ancestors." Yeah. All Libertine pub, brew, pub brews are made with uh, uh, Indian bones, <laughs> Native American yeah. bones. It would have been better if you got citizen arrested uh, while taking these rocks. So, uh, all right, a couple questions I have advancing further into the process yes. here because when we did this, mm-hmm. we read what kind of rock we were supposed to get yeah, and everything. That's bullshit. Our rocks exploded. Oh yeah, all yeah. over us. Oh yeah, that's happy. Yeah, it was gnarly, right? You had so. A face but my yeah. Yeah, my guess is the lava rock from Aunt Heather mm-hmm. Aunt Heather's house uh, did not explode. It's lava rock. Uh, a little okay, all right, a little explosive. Yeah, I heard you weren't supposed and, to. I specifically uh, read not to use lava it, rock. Where did Aunt Heather get her rocks? <laughs> oh, from her dealer. I don't know. <laughs> Oh I'm not allowed to talk about that on there. Um, but yeah. So she know. was getting out of the meth business. Yeah. How about the rock from Morro Bay Rock? Did that. It all explodes. It doesn't matter what you do. When you're getting okay. something like seven, 800 degrees, it's yeah. going to blow up eventually. So they would crack and spray. So. Uh, one time, actually, that wasn't the dangerous part. The dangerous part was figuring out how to get them from our stove in the kitchen that we yeah. were cooking, like, fish and chips on <laughs> over to our our brewery, like, 200 feet away. Right. And so we had this, like, basket thing made that we're like, oh, yeah, we'll just have this little basket, no big deal. And then we'll put it, like, well, let's put a metal pipe on it. And <laughs> me and uh, Sean and I will just, like, pick this thing up That's and we'll so walk smart. in there and just, like, dump it right in. What could go wrong? Dude, Tyler, you're a nut job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> it's all bad ideas. I so, love it. Um, we walk over there, and we did a couple of them, and they worked and everything. And, like, third or fourth one, I had this big giant window right in the front kind of where everybody walks by. And the kettle was, like, right against that. And I'm against the window. And we start to pick it up. Well, I'm a little guy, as you can tell. Sean, my GM that was helping me brew, is a hunkopotamus. I mean, this guy, like, he's got, like, tribal tattoos. You know he's strong. Like, he's a bro. He's like, yeah, he's, like, ready to go. <laughs> Combs his hair every day. Like, yeah. So he, like, was like, bro, Hercules. And just, like, well, we obviously didn't, you know, why would you put safety features on a metal pipe? Right. We're both the same. Oh, no. Slid down, and 700-degree rocks just fell against my arm against a plate glass window. Right. So I'm in there going, ah, like, yelling, but then, like... I, if I fall backwards, it's going to drop onto my uh, cock and balls, <laughs> yes. and then the family gonna jewels are going to be dead. Yeah. And then if I, like, freak out and pull back, I'm going to go through a plate glass window. Wow. And so I just, like, just bleh, and then, like, you dropped it in it. there and then just started, like, crying like a little girl. <laughs> I was all burned up. Was this stuff. the first brew, basically? No, no scars, luckily. But I had, I definitely had burns all over. All the arm hair was gone. There had, like, the imprints from the, oh, yeah. um, the, the, the basket wire. on my arm. And you kept doing this process. For two years. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. I guess. How was the beer? Like, I, it's I know terrible. You, Don't try it. <laughs> did it not come out good? Really? No, yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to try it in a second here. So. Oh, you have some here. It yeah. tastes like arm hair. Because yeah. we, so we tried some of ours from the show uh-huh. that we made. Uh, like a, a few different brewers did it. And most of it was pretty bad. I think one of them was really decent. I think yeah. Brian Shars or somebody. Yeah. I, I'm trying to remember who. So forgive me, uh, guys, who were on the show. But one of them was, was actually dead, pretty good. It had this weird minerally flavored to it that was kind of nice. It was a unique beer. Well, it was very unique. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I've never done it small batch. Like, I never went like, I'm going to homebrew this and check it out. And t-. I just kind of like did it in a giant 10 barrel batch. So I don't know like what it normally tastes like. Um, we never got like a full rolling boil. We get like kind of a simmering boil mm-hmm. out of it. Okay. Yeah. And then we would transfer that. Uh, we'd leave it in there overnight in the kettle actually for a while. And then we ended up getting a tank that we could transfer a cool ship into but pretty much the whole cool ship thing i don't know i mean we have cool ships but it's all just open top fermenters and so yeah. as long as you have something open top it's going to work on it but um i think the cool ships more to like cool it faster faster yeah. yeah so Which was yours weird. was yours long and narrow and two, shallow so we or? only had a like a 60 gallon cool ship in the front window that was really long and narrow and shallow okay and then the rest would go into a, a big unjacketed open top fermenter like a single like just stainless steel like an old wine tank yeah. uh that was open to the everything uh both of them were so, so then we'd blend those back together the next day and go right into oak and then they primary in oak this is fucking good beer so not just i now i'm putting it all together finally not just sour beer but the stein beer is also the sour beer like you went stein beer sour beer from the stein get-go. raw sour beer uh, primary in oak that's a just dumb to really idea. fuck with your mind yeah. <laughs> but it came out good <laughs> yeah yeah surprisingly yeah. Well, and th- that's to his like local point earlier right where this whole thing doesn't work if the beer isn't good like mm. it's all gimmick unless the beer's good right? right yeah now so this beer here you I mentioned- don't know what we're drinking what are we drinking this is the gosa it's not raw oh okay we no, did this bring is a raw, raw beer one. though yeah. We did bring some. Yeah, so this one, you, when you say raw, this beer you pitched. You this was brewed in San Luis. No, Obispo. so raw means uh, unboiled. Ah, okay. So raw beer, there's like a few. I think we found like Middle or Eastern European. What there's is it? A, yeah, smart, there's, smart Paul's going to give you a history. You guys are here. blowing my I, mind here. I read now up we're a bunch on this. No that, boil. There's a there's there's raw beer from all over the world, but you know you don't find it packaged. In northern Lithuania, there's a couple articles written on like farmhouse God, beers. Now he's losing me. And <laughs> it it's pretty cool. It's pretty unique. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't get hot enough to produce DMS, so it doesn't have to drive off the DMS. Okay. Aside from that, uh, from what I've read, they're full of every off flavor you can imagine. Ah. But kind of like sour beer, <laughs> but in, no DMS in Belgium. You can get you can get a billion off flavors from bacteria and wild yeast, but if you have good quality insurance and you're good at blending and monitoring all that stuff, you end up with a really decent product. Okay. So th- you can make raw beer and I think know. I accidentally stumbled into that and that's kind of what happened was cuz we didn't get like an actual semi boil, so there never was that DMS to blow off. And so then 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 too by, by being all Brett then we let it sit for so long that any weird, crazy things actually were eaten up and, and finished off in it. So maybe that's, like, the trick to it. I don't know. All right, yeah. I, need, I need time oh. to recover for a second <laughs> because this is a lot of things at once. Mind, so mind blown. Uh, I think what we're going to do is take a quick break. 
And because now I've just barely gotten my head around the Stein beer. And now we're going to talk raw beer a little bit and sour beer. We've got some more beer in our glass. So if you've got questions about all this stuff, hit the chat button. Uh, it's under community on the new homepage. It says live chat. Or call us, 888-401-BEER. That's an easy way to do it. We'll be right back. It's the session. We're here with Tyler and Paul from the Libertine Pub. Hang in there. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. For nearly 40 years, one organization has had your back. The American Homebrewers Association. Are you a member? <laughs> Why not? Join the more than 40,000 brewers who enjoy all the American Homebrewers Association has to offer. Like Zymergy Magazine, in print and online, plus the Zymergy app. Zymergy is the leading publication for amateur brewers around the world. Supporters also get member deals at their local breweries, bars, and homebrew shops. These alone quickly pay for your membership. You'll also get great member-only resources at homebrewersassociation.org and access to AHA events like the National Homebrewers Conference and the National Homebrew Competition. The American Homebrewers Association promotes the hobby of homebrewing, protects the interests of homebrewers, and brings beer lovers together become a member today it costs less than a batch of beer and gives back so much more visit homebrewersassociation.org Time Ninkasi Award winner and Grandmaster Judge Gordon Strong invites you on a guided journey of what's new in the world of homebrewing. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques available now from Brewers Publications. Gordon brings you specific advice and sensory profiles for as-brewed award-winning beers with delicious variations to get your creative juices flowing. This is more than just a book of recipes. It sets brewers on the path to discovering what's new in the world of homebrewing. AHA director Gary Glass says, if you want to enter competitions or just learn more about styles that you might not have experience with, this book is going to help you tremendously. By emulating what Gordon does, you're going to make better beer. Modern homebrew recipes, exploring styles and contemporary techniques by Gordon Strong. Available right now from BrewersPublications.com and find brewing retailers near you. I've had it! I am never putting hops in my beer again! What? Why? It's just too ridiculous! Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special secret elite. Elite Bare Bones Club, where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit. NicoBrew.com. N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W. NicoBrew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah! 
Yes, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. And you're hanging out with the dudes from the Libertine Pub down in Morro Bay, California. We're drinking some of their beer right now. Before we go on, if you want to brew your own beer and uh, you're looking for some more recipes, check out Modern Homebrew Recipes. It's written by our friend Gordon Strong over there. The Brewers Publications put it out, and it's a fantastic book uh, that will give you everything you need to do to explore styles and contemporary techniques for brewing modern homebrew. Uh, Brewing Classic Styles, of course, from Jamil Zanishev was a wonderful book uh, by the Brewers Publications, and now they're giving you modern homebrew recipes from Gordon Strong. And Gordon, uh, he's a badass. He's like the most recognized uh, BJCP judge there is. He's got every credential you can get. Uh, he's won Ninkasi, I don't know, a hundred times in a row, I think it was, Tasty? Yeah, three. Uh, two. Two times, three, something like that. Gordon Strong, uh, the writer of the Modern Homebrew Recipes. Go check it out right now at uh, BrewersPublications.com. All right, so we're hanging out with the guys from Libertine Pub, and... Um, got another one of their beers in my glass before the break you might remember that we were talking about god we were talking about uh stein beer and then uh, uh, open cool ship fermentation and and then we had mentioned raw beer which i'm i guess i'm understanding now is beer that you're basically not boiling now have this right paul yeah so stein beer raw beer uh, same thing. Also oh, it beer. is because Stein doesn't get the actual like full boil going. Yeah, if you, I guess if you had really, really, really hot rocks, you could make Stein beer that's boiled. But I think Stein when beer you that do it so like in that... a homebrew setting, it's small enough that it gets that it a might pretty boil. good mm-hmm. like Surface boil. Area, yeah. So but, let me just get a grasp of the definition then. So raw beer still has to be heated to some degree. Yeah. Or, okay. So you can't just have cold wort and then move along. Yeah, that would be weird. Okay. I don't think you would expect sugars. <laughs> yeah, you got you to be able to get the sugars yeah. off the yeah, It's not like coffee so we're still you can cold press it. <laughs> That's what yeah, I'm asking. I don't know. Who does that? That's oh, stupid. So it's, the difference really is just not a full a boil. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So we're still mashing the same way. We might mash at 148, 152, something like this. At, at, what's the beer that we have in our glass? Let's use this as an example. This is a Gudenfuder. Okay. That's how you say it. Um, you have to say it like that or you don't get it. <laughs> you um, don't even get any. It's, uh, so this was the first um, beer that we poured into our new 30-barrel fooder at our new facility in Slow. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was brewed 100% uh, the Stein Brewing Raw Lava Rock deal, just our – in Morro Bay, we only did three beers. We did a golden ale, a red ale, and a, a porter, which were all spontaneous. It sounds stupid, like a red ale, but it was spontaneously thing, but pretty much just three bases. So this was our what would be our golden raw beer. Um, and and this was still done with lava rocks? Yep. You're yep. still uh, doing no, the lava no rocks. Pitching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just trying to wrap my head around. Okay. I mean, we have a, we have a, an actual brewing system now uh, that uses like, lava rocks. No, no, no. That has like <laughs> steam and all that fancy oh. fancy uh, stuff. Okay, it's uh, so it's steam? an old pub system. Yeah, like one of those old copper pub systems. So you steam the rocks now? Yeah, yeah. We're steaming all. <laughs> they have great faces. It's they have good complexion. <laughs> right. What What is your method of taking it back and forth that you nearly burned your arm off on? What, did you just do the same thing after that burn? Uh, no. Then we just got a hand truck and we brought it over on the hand truck and then we made it way more safe by buying um, safety glasses. Those oh. little plastic safety glasses. Oh, sure. And then using kitchen Welding tongs um, that you'd use to, like, flip over a tri-tip uh, and individually pull out 700-degree rocks and throw them into water um, instead. But we made sure everybody stood back when we did it. <laughs> oh, so that course. way it's and, and they're all wearing safety glasses, too. Well, they're standing back. They don't know. Oh, I see. They're in the safety yeah. zone. Yeah. They're in the- <laughs> but the new, this beer that I'm drinking was not brewed with hot rocks. 
Yes. Yeah, no, this was. is this was. Yeah. I'm so the, the lost. The beer you had before this was a Gosa made on the new system ah, uh, three okay. weeks ago. That, that one was, was not made, brewed with hot That rocks. was like traditional boring shit. It was boiled. It was <laughs> like lame. Yeah. There were no injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody got hurt. Like, yeah. Uh. So the way that one was made is uh, it was kettle soured, boiled, uh, sat in a cool ship, was inoculated with on purpose, like just boring <laughs> yeah. scientist control, uh, in open top, uh, sat in a cool ship, and then uh, fermented. After that, an open top fermenter with a Brett B and a house strain that we isolated, Libertine Brett, we call it. Okay. Uh, and so that one's like traditional. Got it. And then seawater from uh, Shell Beach that she, we took with buckets back. Beach. Really? Yeah. Are Boiled. you allowed to do that? Did somebody yell at you for that? Uh, well, on Facebook, we got you. Yeah, whoever the guy is from Uinta Brewing that uh, yelled at me, like, go <laughs> suck a chubby. Okay. <laughs> You can't take seawater. Yeah. No, yeah, that's where we put our garbage. Page. Like, like you, you can't drink seawater. It's like I'm yeah, peeing in that water. Yeah, yeah, so yeah exactly. It was boiled thoroughly. It's yeah. fine. We like boiled the, it. Everything's fine. I like the uh, the the steam fired kettle and, is the old boring traditional <laughs> shit. Yeah, but the hot rocks is the new hotness. The new hot coolness. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Which everything you brew at the, the pub with the hot rocks, yeah. you should name it after the sign that says how many days you've gone without injuries. <laughs> yeah, you know, like in a factory. <laughs> That's twelve days that since would be, our last. If Sean works, which is like every day, it'd be zero. We'd just be always <laughs> every beer zero. is called zero. Yeah. <laughs> so in the new brewery, are you going to have like a like a brand new state of the art rock delivery system? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uber Uber delivers all our rocks <laughs> from the from yeah. the kettle to the yeah. wow uh, Amazon Prime yeah I mean yeah, just get a backhoe or something yeah. oh yeah. don't call women that they are yeah. people too my wife is listening Justin <laughs> I'm sorry my fault That's so rude <laughs> my fault yeah so all right let's let's back up just for a second so you you opened the Libertine Pub just a couple years ago about three years ago but you already now have moved to this new bigger facility yeah yeah so about. Maybe five months ago, maybe. Well, so I've always – so my business partner, Bert, in the uh, first place um, was partners on a building in downtown San Luis Obispo, 9,000 square feet, this arch ceiling. It was built in the 50s. It was an old um, uh, Via Automotive, giant redwood beams. Nice. And had this shitty furniture store sitting in it that was like an eyesore. And it was not like even like a cool furniture store. It was like what college kids would go get like – used mattresses and stuff from for like their dorms <laughs> like, just like what is this crap in downtown slow wait you own that building holy shit like yes let's do it there okay so it took uh that was like my end game like okay what do i need to do to get to that place okay and so we've been we've been doing it and we finally um actually just partnered with uh, some new partners the newtons um eric and rodessa newton and uh yeah they ended up actually um kind of in the middle of it right now but uh, taken over a lot of that stuff, and, and now I'm working with them. And um, so, is that a big production brewery now, or is yeah, there a so, tasting room uh, and things like that? We do that? have a yeah. tasting room okay. down there. Um, it's really, it's like besides this room, it's maybe like a couple hundred square it's feet. Tiny, okay. Um, and how big's the whole building? Nine thousand square feet. Wow. So we've got a full, like, dedicated cool ship room. Uh, we've got the uh, fifteen barrel. It's a Telegraph's old brewing system. So okay. A little pub system, two vessel, copper clad. Um, Did I miss something about Telegraph? You have their brewer and their brew system. Did well, they go according under? to the Celebrator, uh, Don at Celebrator, I bought the brewery and the brewer, <laughs> evidently. Are they so. still around? Telegraph? No, yeah, no, Telegraph's Thanks, Don. killing it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you just, No, they're great. Okay. No, Paul and I have been friends for a long time, and okay. um, like I said, he's way smarter than me and knows all that good stuff, and 
I wanted to make beers like Paul, so I was like, shit, how do I make beers like Paul? And he's like, start, uh, with, start by like ditching the rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we had <laughs> source Te- subject. Okay. Telegraph expanded a couple of years ago, and Tyler bought the brew system, and I was like, good luck with that old thing, fuckers. <laughs> yeah. And now, like, two years later, I'm like, oh, God yeah, cool. I remember this old guy. Fuck. That's fine. Yeah. You jinxed yourself, yeah. man. How big is the slow system, the, the uh, copper clamp? Uh, 15 barrels. 15, okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the old pub system, it's like 20 years old. Uh, and it's a combo tank or the over-ender? Uh, yeah, there's a hot liquor tank underneath system, the mash. Basically. Yeah, underneath the mash gun. Yeah. It's kind of undersized. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you, you get the cool shit thing from? out all the time. Well, had a maid. He had a maid uh, for you. Okay. Yeah, there's a welder right down the street from us, uh, Ian, that did a killer job. And we had, we made two of them so that we could brew twice a day if need be. So we're never hmm. – I never want to make a beer that doesn't go into that. I want that being part of the process no matter whether it's lava rocks or whatever. I think that's part of the the fun of it is, is letting yeah. something fly in there from the area, whether it's you know some new bread strain or just – Whatever the air is in the room, you know, I think that's kind of a cool part of the process. So we made sure. Are they positioned so that you open windows and air and and We have and a big, yeah, big slide-up door, yeah. uh, and then we're in and out of the door on the side all the time. And then we have windows up so that um, eventually there's going to be a full restaurant. Um, we're going to have a little coffee shop that has the um, all the cold brew coffees that we're doing, kind of mm-hmm. focused on that. A little cheese charcuterie and then a small homebrew shop as well oh, man. in that little area. I love and it. At that point, uh, since we do all barrel aging, the whole thing right now is full of barrels. So we'll take all those out and we'll have like a uh, like an off-site packaging and, and aging facility. Kind of, okay. If anybody's been to Firestone Barrel Works, kind of a similar, similar idea. We're not trying to like hide the Brett strains like they are <laughs> like down there. We're just like we just don't have anywhere to put the barrels. So I we'll see. still brew on site. Little loading dock and, and, and I got to go back to charcuterie for a second because uh, <laughs> near near and dear to my heart. You going to make you like, that? You like shoving s- meats down the uh, absolutely. You have no idea. <laughs> uh, are you going to make it on site and meat, or are you like um, just selling charcuterie? Just selling for now. Okay. Um, I like the idea of being able to make cheese and and make charcuterie and doing that. And the same with the coffee. Like we try to do as much as we can ourselves. I think that's kind of the fun of it. You know? Yeah, and that's where we're craft many- brewing. We're trying. How many hot rocks does it take to make charcuterie? Mm, a yeah. lot. What insane yeah. method are you going to use to create charcuterie? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It's, it's going to be weird for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Like heat up deer bones or some shit? Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Thank Already. You. Thank you. Boar bones would be better. I've had boar charcuterie and it's yeah? good. Really? Yeah, so I'd use those. Sounds boring. It's a little tip you can have, Tyler. There you go. Boar. <laughs> Wild boar. There you go. That's we have a lot stuff. of boars in our area, too. Okay. Well, there you go. The, All right. The, the boring people, they suck. So yeah. this beer in our glass no, is even boar. better than the last beer. Um, well, this uh, is a raw. I like the other beer first. You do? <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, I like this one even better. Uh, what style of beer would you call this? Uh, it would be a raw ale, Justin. Just a raw, yeah, raw ale. ale. Is that yeah. something you've coined? Lac- Lacto goes no, crazy. Raws? In all the research I've done, it's referred to as raw beer. So okay. when I first met Tyler and he's like, we make Stein beer, it's like, whoa, that's raw beer. That's serious. <laughs> yeah, like raw, bro. <laughs> like, no, one, no one's doing that in this country. That's kind of, like, very significant. But it's a thing cool. in, like, Europe or what? I mean, there's yeah, people... Probably all it. over the place, I'm really? sure. Uh, just Where people don't have packaged heat. and sold. But, yeah, I, I've, uh, I've never... I mean, I've, I would assume, like, raw beer, like, the raw ingredient before it's packaged or something. The, That's what I would think, but I didn't know that it was actually, like, a... The first mention thing. I found of it was... Uh, What's that magazine, uh, Beer Connoisseur? Playboy? Yeah. Beer Connoisseur did an article about Lithuanian farmhouse sales. Okay. And some of them were like no boil, raw, just heated up. Hmm. It's kind of this cross between um, like a lambic and a goza, 
Yes. Yeah. Or Anna Berliner. Totally. Anna, Anna Berliner. Berliner. Yeah. yeah it's sure. kind of yeah, yeah. There's a little of that it's, in there. I mean, if you don't like thoroughly <laughs> pasteurize it, lacto goes crazy. Really. And it's, and it's so also that, has do tons we have of any of our bottles. Lying? Tons of protein yeah. in it, so it's like very hazy, super lacto forward. <laughs> it is super hazy. So the folks listening, it kind of looks. You know, it's the it's the color of of like a, a hoe garden, yeah. uh, that sort of yellow color. Yeah. But it's uh, much hazier even than that. Um, it's not thick, though, by any means. Like, it's not like you drink it and you go, oh, I wish you would have filtered this. There's nothing like that going on. It's far better than it goes. I like the complexity that, it, you, that it's this cross between those styles instead of just being yes. a goza, which yeah. to me are, I don't know, they're just a little one-dimensional. They're not my favorite types of, of spontaneous beer or whatever they are. This is much better. It's not my favorite type it's of, actually, of me, whatever type of a goza. To me, it's clear for a, a, a no-boiled beer. The, the, the hardest the part, yeah. Well, the hardest part with these uh, is the clarity and then the uh, head retention. There is like yeah. no. zero head. You got retention. all that fat that's supposed to like yeah. uh, precipitate during the boil. It's not happening. It's in the yeah. Beer. I mean, it doesn't matter. You could overcarb the crap out of this thing. It still wouldn't. Ten yeah. seconds later, yeah. it looks like it's flat. If okay. anyone has any tips, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> that's like because that's our biggest that's complaint that when I people really buy wanna, bottles really is like, fix. oh, beer is amazing but flat, and it's like, well, yeah. But was it wasn't. <laughs> um, I would suggest sure. uh, boiling it. Oh, <laughs> oh. shit. Uh, Thanks, man. I don't know why we didn't think. Did you ever think of that? Before? Well, you guys are too busy on the fucking beach getting sunburned. Yeah. Stealing <laughs> yeah. water and rocks. Stealing water. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so, Tasty, what you're kind of saying is that what happens in the boil, and I see oh, yeah. it, all those chunks no, are like the breakdown of these fats yeah, and these proteins. Yeah, these complex things are Upgrade. broken down through heat and, and physical agitation. And then yeah. drop out, right? Yeah, they, and that's what you see in the, the tube in the bottom. You do the whirlpool. There's a big pile of stuff in the middle. Okay. These guys don't need to do a whirlpool. There's nothing there. Got it. Yeah. Okay. All, all that it's goes all into still the, in the beer. Well, it all goes into the fermenter. Right. And there it probably produces a lot of these off flavors that they're talking about. Sure. But sure. the bugs Take probably care of eat that. Yeah. Paul, what about hops? What? Are there hops in these beers? Overrated. Then, you know, are they fresh? <laughs> are they old like the, like the kind of Lambic style? So uh, both. Uh, oh, okay. We grew a lot of hops actually on site in Morro Bay. Um, Surprisingly, as much as everyone told me I was an idiot for growing them there, okay. we have like really good harvest the last two years. Okay, just nice. right out in front of the pub, right on the water. Um, and uh, most of those, we'd either like we have a beer called uh, Moral Rock Saison. We might have brought a bottle of it. Um, I think. Right. Yeah, maybe we should do that one. Scott's going to go look and see if we uh, have it. Does your four-year-old also grow all the hops that you guys? He use actually in that beer? did help water. All. I have a picture. Um, we can drink those, too. Yeah, I'm going to open it. Oh, okay. He's gonna, taking them home. You were struggling, so <laughs> Scott. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> He'll pull them out the next poker that he has. Yeah. He's actually leaving. Yeah. Um, He's so pouring us she, she actually, She's actually our, our best uh, little waterer. She goes up. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Go on. Did you I didn't flash do, us? No, I didn't. <laughs> you wish. Um they're inside joking, which I oh, love gotcha. when it happens on the radio. No, I want to see the picture of your daughter. Oh, I love four-year-olds. That's yeah. really creepy. What do you look better, inside jokes or yeah, Bev sure. putting the brakes <laughs> on an interview? It's even creepier. Well, She's the only one I like who could the say, uh, I homage love to 805 to on the wall here. That's your zone, right? Area, you guys yeah. are in the 805. Yeah. A little piece of home there. <laughs> and Brennelson. Holy crap. What is this? The homage to Firestone. This we're fans. We're fanboys. Jeez, come on. Yeah, we're definitely fanboys. We're believers. Never heard of them. We'll see how things go Never heard of them. In the next year or two. But right now, we're fanboys. Yeah. So. The, um, so are we. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, Jim and Jeffers are like uh, our favorite oh, cool. uh, customers at the place. There you go. And they also uh, tell us everything we need to know, so that's always good. So hops. Yes. Go, get, okay. go back to hops. <laughs> hops. What are hops? I don't know what those so are. So there are hops in this beer that yes. I'm drinking. Okay. Yes. We, we grew a lot of them. Um, that beer I told uh, him to go grab, or he's going to go grab or whatever, uh, has all hops grown on site. Okay. So if we picked them that day, we would use them in the beer. If they weren't being used that day or the next day, then we would actually dry them like the traditional lambic, you know, or for a year or whatever. So um, you would use old hops, and just, yeah, basically, okay, yeah, exactly. Because and actually, we ended up um, over time figuring out that because of the no boil, whatever lactic strains were being built and getting more and more and more as we didn't, you know, boil, they're getting so intense. Like the next day, we would have like pure lactic acid. It was like insane. So we we would have to actually. We were hopping, you know, we weren't doing 100 IBU beers, but we were 20, 30 IBU sometimes when we calculated out. Uh, but just that we would do mash hopping. We do all these things to not let lactic growth start, which is almost unheard of in a sour beer because okay. you always try to, like, you know. So, um, did yeah. you inoculate this beer at all, or was this, uh, this all spontaneous? No. So, for the last year and a half to two years out in Morro Bay, we completely stopped pitching. Um, oh, on everything. Nothing. Yeah, we didn't uh, wow. do anything. So we, we started with a few Brett strains, just your basic White Labs Brett strains, mm-hmm. and threw some in, started. And then we we realized, like, we would come in, we'd put it out in the cool ship, and then we'd come in the next day to, like, oh, pitch a little Brett in here to get. We'd be like, oh, we already got Croizen. This thing's going. Wow. So we just stopped. And then we actually, um, uh, a guy uh, down at Stone, oh, God, what's his name? Mitch Steele. Yeah, yeah, totally. Old, old Uncle Mitch. Greg. No, uh, he's the lab guy. Ah, uh, uh, oh, damn it. Rick. I think his name's Rick. Okay. Anyways, he came up one day randomly and was like, oh, I like the beers, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, you're a lab guy? You're like smart, knows I use microscopes? Like, here. And like gave him some samples just out of barrels. So he ended up plating it out, and we have like four different Bretts. Um, Nice. Two of them, he said he like kind of recognized. And then the other two was like, I, I don't know what the hell that is. Wow. Rick Blankemeyer? <laughs> so, I think that might be it. Lab tech for a stone. Yes. There you go. All right. It was Rick. All right, I got it. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, we have like four four bread strains. Two of them evidently are proprietary to us, I guess. He, I mean, you would think if he works for stone, he seemed like a smart guy that he would have he'd have known. But So, it goes cool ship, windows open, whatever, let stuff jump in there for what, 24 hours? Uh, next day. So, whenever the brew day would be done until we'd come in in the morning. And then where does it go? Barrels. We're straight into barrels. Okay. Uh, yeah, at the pub. Yeah. Um, now, with the brew system, we have a cool ship room, so we can actually go into the cool ship, and then we can either go into open top for a few days. I mean, as everybody knows, primarying an oak is super messy and gnarly, so maybe 10% of our beers now are actually primaried in oak, and the rest are still you know into oak, but it's... This is just because it, of the gushing out the right, top, we're exactly. saying? Okay. We try to let it, but I do... I think there is a difference, um, and I do like... What you get out of primary and oak, even though it is a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. So, um, we're still in the first stages of the new place. I mean, it, we've only been brewing there two, three, three weeks, four weeks, four weeks. Okay. So we're we're still just trying to like figure out the system and do everything. So we've done a couple of Stein beers. We're doing some more next week, and we're gonna, you know, it's gonna be part of the portfolio. But we're trying to kind of figure out what what goes where and got it. Yeah. Okay. And so now the whole process, when they go into barrels, there's probably still bugs living in, in each of those barrels. And then you will, at the end, blend things together? Or do you just kind of let the barrels speak for themselves? 
Uh, yeah, no, we do almost almost everything's blended. Uh, okay. In fact, uh, especially before we had Smart Paul here, uh, we considered ourselves more like blenders than brewers because okay. we were just kind of like throwing grain in with rocks and blah, and then just like throwing into barrels. But then like, okay, well, I can at least do something now that's like cool and like try to like blend things. So that was kind yeah. of our our thing was we were trying to blend neat flavors that we had because. Every barrel's different. I'm sure if you guys have ever done mm-hmm. blending, it's it's pretty cool. And we have your favorite barrels and do that stuff. So um, it was much more – we were more focused on the blending process than we were the production of wort. So that's really embracing kind of the Belgian uh, spontaneous beer way yeah, of doing things. I guess so. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I see – I mean, you read about the stuff and you're like, oh, yeah, and that sounds great. But when you actually do it, you're like, oh, that yeah. totally makes sense why you blend stuff. Like, And that's that's the biggest thing when – I guess home brewers. It's it's the show for home brewers. Everybody always asks, like that's the number one question people ask me all the time. Oh, I want to make a sour beer. How do I? You know, what's what do I do? Brew as much as you can and spread it out as much as you can because to like there are a lot of the clubs now and stuff and they get together and then they they brew and they all put their thing into one like sixty gallon wine barrel. Personally, and like I said, I I'm not the end all be all. I don't really know anything, but. My advice, that's the worst thing you could do because you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And with these beers and these breads and lactose strains and all these things and barrels and wood and everything, it is so – I mean it is a flip of the coin what yeah. you're going to have in that. So the be- the best thing would be have everybody do it. Put them all in little carboys and, and, and have everybody come together and then make a blend out of that. Or I don't smart know, something advice. Like yeah, that. make make the collaboration the blend, not right. blend don't, it don't before. Don't put all of your guys' stuff into the, yeah. into the one barrel because I've seen that. that uh, I mean, we've gotten some of the most expensive barrels we have that were like, oh, man, these are, you know, these are locally sourced, you know, really expensive Cabernet barrels where you put your beer in it and it's like, well, these all taste like crap. Like, uh, this yeah. is stupid. You yeah. know? And I can't imagine, like, that's just one batch for us, which is, I mean, we're a small brewery, but still, like, okay, I lose a couple barrels, no big deal. Sure. Somebody's like a homebrewer, and they worked all year and made this thing, and they did it, and they wait a year, and that's that, that's their one barrel, and they're looking at it, and they're like, oh, shit, that sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be, like, devastating. I that's think. good piece of advice, absolutely. Don't throw it all into a barrel and uh, blend it later. What about you guys? I mean, I'm, I don't get a lot of barrel, barrel character in this beer. But you're saying it's the fermentation in the barrel that adds the character that that, uh, that we're getting, right? Yeah. So the one uh, the one we're trying now was uh, in the fooder. It was a fresh fooder, fooder barrel. Okay. It, we uh, we steamed it, um, or are we trying the new one we just poured? This is the saison. Oh, okay. Saison was um, yeah, white wine, French oak barrels. Only about two Not, months because we weren't trying to get too much sourness out of it. It was more of a our wood character. Yeah, yeah and and right. most of all our stuff is all um, like neutral oak that no, will get sourced. So it's pretty well used anyway. Yeah, so. exactly. All right. All right. Um, and it's uh, we used a little bit of seawater from the bay. We used all rocks from Moro Rock, um, yeah. and then we used you all yeah <laughs> all hops uh, that we grew on site at the pub. So that's why we called the more. And obviously the yeast was state thing. From here, this is a badass saison. Yeah. Oh, thanks! Fantastic beer. It's got a lot of different things going. It's got a little bit of tart going on. There's some spice, um, like a. It's kind of an interesting, like a white peppercorn type of spice. It's just this really mild. It's not heat, but it's just got a little bite to it. Um, there's also again some of those wit beer characteristics to it, almost mm-hmm. like you had some lemon peel in there and. There's the citrusy thing, and the uh, the carbonation helps too. It's actually at a, a fairly decent carbonation level for the yeah. Style. This one's carbonated, right? Like, yeah. Not no head, like you said, right? Yeah, but it's it, carbonated. It goes fast. So once again, yeah. raw beer, hmm. 
spontaneously for a minute. We didn't pitch anything into this. It was all just kind of whatever happened. If I were you, knowing now that I know this process, I would be incredibly proud of this beer. I, it, it seems oh. impossible that it tastes this good <laughs> because you're True. just because in, in some ways you're just your you're, you're letting things yeah. go. Like in some ways you're not. I'm not saying you're not working hard at it, but oh, I'm, I don't but know. you're leaving it sort of to, like the, to the elements day. is what I'm saying. <laughs> you're well, just yeah. you know on the hot side and the cold side. On the hot side and the cold side, you're sort of just throwing it. You know, you're, hey, this yeah. is how it's going to go. It's really good for that, isn't it? Good job, Lawrence. What is yeah. your loss? This is a uh, Larry's beer, Lawrence Duarte, the greatest little brewer this side of the Mississippi. What was the question? Oh, do you have much loss then, or are all your barrels this good and you're just bad? Uh, maybe tops would be ten percent. We, it's it's not that bad. And the only real loss, like we always try to figure out. So we don't have like a set. We try not to brew. Well, now we're kind of doing that more with the new place, but especially in the past, it was more we're brewing for volume than we do per batch. It was like, oh, we need a bunch more golden ale, and we just like fill up a bunch of golden ale barrels. And then maybe we'd take one from two months ago, and then we'd use one from two years ago, and we'd blend something together. Um, so you know, normally it's like, oh, I'm going to brew 20 barrels of IPA, and then it goes in the fermenter, and that's – so it was a lot of that. So um, – there, unless it went, you know, acetobacter and is real vinegary and gross, um, we could always find somewhere to fit in a barrel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? For the most part, so uh, we didn't have a ton of loss where it's like, oh, this batch, this doesn't fit into the blend. Let's dump it out. It was like, well, maybe six months from now, it might turn into something rad, and we'll fit into a different blend. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was we just had like about a hundred or so barrels to pick from at any one time for a blend, and that's okay. kind of what we had. So we didn't have. Uh, I want to say we had maybe five or six barrels I can think of off the top of my head that were like, okay, this is Cetobacter. This is gross. Let's dump this thing. Okay. But, uh, it's not too bad. Yeah. It was, it was, for what we were trying to do, it was, it was actually yeah. surprisingly like, oh, wow. I thought like most of this crap would be bad. But I can't believe your partners so, also just sort of let you do this thing because it's a scary process. There's a lot of money tied up. I don't if even it think has he like really around. knew what I was doing. I don't, I don't think they have <laughs> yeah. any idea like, how like, Oh, this how is how beer is made. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. He'll be like, well, yeah, I guess you just use rocks. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's easier than I thought. Yeah. yeah. I guess it does have to sit around for six months before I can sell it. Yeah. With, he didn't go exactly. on a brewery tour and then come back and be like, so I saw this thing where they have a burner. <laughs> well, yeah. well, the other part of it was um, he didn't have to spend a lot of money either. So it was kind of yeah, like, good uh, point. well, I had to invest almost nothing, and this guy found some old dairy tanks and is using rocks around the road, and people are actually driving from all over California to come here and try. Yeah, just keep doing what the fuck you're doing. Whatever you're doing, you're yeah, doing man. Yeah. It, dude. yeah, killing it, Tyler. Awesome job. <laughs> yeah. That's how you make beer, I guess. I don't know. Does, he, does he like the beer himself? He's obviously tasted it. Uh, Only when he has to? I don't know. I, I Does anybody really tell you how they feel about things? <laughs> well, not everybody likes, not everybody likes sour beer. That's a good so point. I mean, yeah. Good. I mean, he's never been like, that's gross. Okay, but, so he's, uh, he's not one of those. It's let's just say the new brewery where we actually boil things, we're getting a lot better uh, feedback from our, our business partners. Okay. So. If he ever does say that's gross, I hope he does it really happily like yeah. you just that's did. Gross. Yeah. That's nice. disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> the, the tagline on Keep up the news yeah. come on Fox. Yeah. That's gross. Waka waka. <laughs> I'm loving all these beers, man. They're, Thanks. They're really nice. Yeah, we're trying. Are you really, though? 
I really am. Are you, are you really going to even <laughs> fucking tell me? So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Look at him. Do you think he would tell you anything, yeah, honestly? No. Something that we learned yeah, from one of our other favorite sour breweries, the Rare Barrel here in the Bay never, Area. Never heard of them. Is that, uh, <laughs> They're actually pretty terrible. That yeah. Brett does a lot to clean up uh, mm-hmm. some of the off flavors that happen in your beers. And so you've mentioned that you have at least four different strains of Brett just naturally occurring now. You think this is responsible for cleaning up some of this you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I definitely think it was. I kind of mentioned that earlier too. I think it was. A, we kind of like whether it was on purpose or. I mean, I don't really do anything on purpose. Kind of all I think. Just <laughs> going for it. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it was almost by accident. Like the whole like DMS things. Like we never actually boiled enough to get that, so that was never really an issue. And then, um, you know, the fact that they're raw and they have all these these weird things. Well. If you make a beer and two months later it tastes gross or it has, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. That's cool. Just let it sit there for another six months. And then, <laughs> oh, cool. It tastes cool now. You know awesome. what I mean? It's, it's, that's kind of how we've been with it. It's where it's like, it's not good. Well, well, we'll, 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 we'll do something else. And, yeah. and that was what was nice. So one of the things uh, back to that 75 license that we had was nice was that we have like a 48 tap beer bar. So in our area, that's the most taps anywhere around, and it's cool. We get to play with things, and everything's rotating. Yeah. And by doing that, it allowed us to, like, not have to, like – like, I never want to release a beer I'm not super pumped on and, like, proud of, you know? So we never – sometimes we don't have any of our beers on. And and actually, for almost the first year we were open, we didn't have anything on because we are doing these weird, spontaneous, barrel-aged things. And people yeah. come in, like, if you go look at, uh, like, Beer Advocate or whatever, there's a couple people that came in, like, yeah, I went down there. They didn't have one beer that they made themselves <laughs> on. Yeah. Total bullshit brewery. Fuck those guys. They're yeah. totally fuzz. You know, and it's like, no, 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 just wait. Like, like yeah, these guys are totally trying to be fakers. And it's like, actually, we're being, like, super legit here and not releasing <laughs> And not giving stupid. you crap. Yeah. yeah. So, um yeah. Yeah. So it, that's that's been nice about it. Okay. Is the fact that uh, you know we we have hey we have forty eight rad beers from around the world. I love drinking beer. I want to have the best beer on we can. Yeah. And when stuff is ready and we can blend something together that we're stoked on, we'll put it on tap. Excellent. So, so when is the first beer going to come out of the new brewery? Uh, we have uh, well that was the 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 growlers you had. We're drinking All the that growlers one. were uh, from oh. the new brewery. Well, but are, are they available to the public already? Yeah, or, yeah. Okay. You can walk in the uh, tasting room right now. One, two, three, four Broad Street is the address. Downtown San Luis Obispo, California. It's pretty easy to remember. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we uh, nailed one, two, it. Three, four Broad. <laughs> and our our phone number is five four eight beer. Nice. Killed it. Okay. So that was awesome. Yeah. 805. I guess people aren't familiar. Yeah, 805. Everything's right easy except for how you make the fucking beer. Yeah. yeah. Good old. Well, <laughs> well I, I was like, God, what can we do? That would be cool. Like 805, they already got that. But like, we could still have our phone number. <laughs> so, um, yeah. yeah. I had a question come through. Codes. A question come through for the, from the chat for you. But it's about oh, the coffee. No. It's about the okay. cold press coffee. Is that cool? It's not one of my like dirtbag friends trying to like ask. Probably is. No, it's from Disco Fetus. <laughs> oh, Ugh. oh yeah, old yeah. Disco, fe- old <laughs> Uncle Disco. Yeah, <laughs> he's a pro-lifer. How's Aunt Heather? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> staying alive in there. So he wants to know. I was wondering if you could. Uh, he wants me to ask uh, how long you keep um, the coffee in barrels when you do it, and if they've ever had a problem with rancid results from oxidation, things like that. So surprisingly, we don't ever like trial anything. We just like 
do shit. Interesting. <laughs> Not that surprising um, after this interview, yeah. to be honest. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> we shit? actually did trial coffee for like a long time. Huh? And um, actually, I didn't even do it. I, I uh, the, the coffee They're roasters, the, the local uh, roaster we use, slow roasters um, oh. out of San Luis Obispo, nicest people ever. Um, they were so stoked to work with us when I approached them on it. They did these like full-on trials with different blends and different beans and different roasting and different hours and all this stuff. So we settled on a um, 48-hour in-the-barrel cold. Uh, seems to work pretty well with the roast that we got. Um, Paul and I, I mean, Paul's the real coffee nerd. Um, nerd. I, I just drink I'll, – I'll drink like, you know – Shitty Seven Eleven coffee all day. I don't care. Like my cold press is like, hey, your coffee's cold from Seven Eleven. Like, yeah, cold brew, rad. Uh, <laughs> right. Paul's over here like sniffing and snorting and okay. Know. Who smells what they drink? Yeah, oh, gross. <laughs> what a nerd, what are you, an elephant. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, yeah. So uh, we're doing a right now. We're doing a forty-eight hour um, steep okay. in, in a bourbon barrel. Uh, we also because that's not that long on oak and being barrel agers we know you're not going to get a ton from that so i went and uh took some staves and chopped them up really really small uh to give more surface area and get some fresh oak flavor into that as well so that was something we're doing to kind of like help out with that quick because uh, i if it was up to me i'd should i throw in there six months and see what happened but you, after 48 hours it's it's no good i okay. tried everything it's just bad no demand that. and on that oh. one but if there's a way maybe of like purging it with co2 we I've, I've been brainstorming a lot of different Ideas, but uh, as well, of right going, now, yeah, maybe go to stainless or something. Uh, yeah, but that would be nah. boring. Why don't nah. you steam jacket and boil beer too? <laughs> yeah, tasty. Yeah, I forget Idiot. You guys are like the, the dark ages guys. Well, we, she got a bunch of hops to beer too. Get this contract brewed. I bet they got a wood make it for us. Put our yeah. label yeah. on it. That'd be cool. Yeah. Maybe Indian Wells uh-huh. can make us our coffee for us. Yeah, there you go. We, yeah. You guys started want to branch out and make a different color beer. Uh, this one's a different color, right? It's got a little orange hue to it, right? Ooh, stepping out. <laughs> Getting Saison has some color. We have yeah. a Saison. Uh, what is the beer in our glass? The Beer de Garde. Uh, this is this is still that. Oh, no, this the is Moro the Morox Saison still. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, this is yeah. Summer Breeze. We're hoarding oh, I didn't get oh. that one yet. Oh, oh this one. Did we get that one? This one's even Super better. You guys are working so slowly. Awesome. working slowly. Yeah. I've had this shit before. It's gross. I'm just like, mm. they keep right, getting, you're good. They keep getting better. This one just chugged. Oh, God. Oh, thank you. Yeah, this one's better than the last. Oh, it's so good. Tell so me about this beer. And dry. Le Beer Tine San. I think he's asking for some, Tyler to, to la- tell you about it. Laos. Le Beer Tine San Laos. Will Will Doll? What happened to JP? He, JP just stroked out. You have yeah. the wrong glasses on, on the JP. air. I think he's talking backwards. He's got the yeah. Coke bottle glasses on. All right, Tyler, tell me about this. Flashbacks beer. right now. Yeah. Um, what is it? Speaking Laos. So Summer Breeze is our um, fruited kind of summery beer. Mm-hmm. Um, not that much. I don't like this one. It's gross. Really? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, this is kind of our one of our like what we're more known for ones that kind of sought after we get a lot of calls on this one um but we change the fruit every time uh once again this is a raw beer no pitching no boiling um and the fruit changes so this one was raspberries and peach um the one before it the very first one we did was uh apricots and then the last one we did that we didn't bottle it was only um so this is the only version we've actually bottled a summer breeze uh, the last one we did was um how was the last one we did i don't know 
<laughs> God, if I know. Had rocks in it. Yeah, you just That's pulled me off the street. I don't actually. Oh, mangoes. Them. Shit. Oh, mangoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really good. Yeah. What is the mangoes? What does the malt bill look like on a beer like this? So it's just our golden base. So um, four dollars. Yeah, I don't know. Shit, I just throw stuff in there. <laughs> uh, I use a lot of wheat, uh, uh, Pilsner wheat, and um, we put a little bit of rye and a little bit of oats and everything. Okay, uh, that's kind of been one of our our things that we've we've done forever. Actually, I heard that on this show, and I oh, don't yeah? even know who said that. Do you remember the reason they I, said it? I yeah, because of body. Okay, and um, was that you that said it? Yeah, I don't. I, I literally in upstairs in the what was the kitchen, Paul? Shitty kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the gross kitchen. Yeah, 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 the gross kitchen. Love that place. Um, in my little earbuds, listening, and I was like, "Wait, you put oats and everything? Get more body? That's pretty cool. I should do that." And nice. so, like for the last three and a half years, we've done that. Every single batch, we put at least half a bag of oats and everything. And then also, we always we always put at least half a bag, if not a full bag, or sometimes more than that, of rye as well. Okay. So a little bit of rye, a little bit of oats. Keep the body. Give a little spiciness because a lot of times you're doing like a year, sometimes two years aging, especially with ours. They get so dry uh, that it's just. I'm not saying any names of anybody, but you've had – there's a few breweries that do what we're doing, and we've had them, and they're like, there's nothing here. It just tastes like water. It's a little water. too dry. And so I, 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 it, I'm great with the dry, but when it gets so dry that it tastes like water, yeah. it, it's, it bums me out. So I think it's a fair request that whatever percentage of oats you put in the malt bill is what percentage of the batch we should get every every batch. Yeah. Just, you know, as for the advice. Yeah. Just as, okay. I'll put, that, um, uh, I'll put that in the calendar. Put that in the yeah. calendar and see how that goes. Put that on the dry race board. Yeah, just sit on it yeah. and see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, we'd love to have some beers on tap here all the time. We would so, love that, too. How old is this beer? Uh, in the bottle, I want to say we bottled that. Put me on the spot here. Uh, well, not necessarily in the bottle, ago. but just... just how long was it barrel aging and souring? Well, that, it, that that's the thing. So we don't really uh, – it wasn't like we brewed Summer Breeze. It was, um, hey, let's make Summer Breeze. We got uh, some peaches and raspberries. And so then we go to the basement. We go, oh, this barrel's tasting good. And this one's a little too oaky, but this one has no oak, so let's mix these. And we dicky-do around. So we it could be three years and three months old in this. And it um, – it's a great blend. Then, then how much do you make of it at one time? Then if you're just pulling from barrels, what's the size uh, of your barrel the room? Mo- well, the most we could like bottle at a time was um, five barrels at a time. Um, but uh, we we use those uh, actually. Jim Crooks, speaking of Firestone earlier, uh, it's rad. He's helped me out so much. So he he showed me these totes, like these square totes. Which if anybody's trying to fruit beer, highly recommend them. Uh, Adorbs. Once he told me that. I was like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I ever use a barrel to fruit beer? That's the dumbest thing ever. You just there's these totes. It's five bucks a day. You can rent them. They have manways on them. They're they're they have jackets on the back. It's called Hoover. Are they for the wine industry or something? Wine. A lot of people in wine okay. use them. But you can buy them for like five six grand. But if you're poor like us, you can rent them. And, nice. Um, they're, they have manways. Like I said, they have a jacket on the back, uh, and you just fruit it. That's, that's all of our fruit. We have I think ten now at the production brewery. Um, Eight. Eight. Yeah, they're awesome. And uh, yeah, we use them for everything. It's okay. Like any kind of fruit. So we'll, we'll do a, we'll, we'll make a blend or whatever, and then we'd blend it into that 550 gallon thing. And then we'd add whatever fruit we want. It sits in there. It's got a blow off. You can do whatever you want. And then you just pump out of it. You can put a racking arm on it. And instead of like individually fruiting right. 20 barrels and then having it explode and make a mess and trying to get it, I mean, we did that for years. And I'm like, oh, 
it's, it's like that sounds way better. It's way better. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they can't handle pressure, but okay. Still yeah, it's like really, really ten nice to fifteen to psi is about as high as you can get on them. Um, that only matters for what transferring, though, right? Like well, you don't want to keep. I mean, enough it, pressure to not get oxidized. You can't condition but, anything, but yeah, okay. it's fine. Okay. Yeah, like primary in them. Right? Are you guys yeah, bottle yeah. conditioning then? Or? Everything's bottle conditioning. Okay. Yeah. We have an old six head uh, wine gravity filler that uh, we use. Got Actually, it. same thing Barrelworks does. That's the same thing. I, I went to a, uh, we did a bottling with Jim. Actually, the first was at Feral One or whatever, their first thing, mm-hmm. when they actually let people go help bottle. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we got too drunk and ate too much pizza, and they're like, uh, we're just going to hire people to do this. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> yeah. cheaper. Wait, well, how did Tyler get invited to this shit? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're just hiring people now. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah thanks, don't Tyler. Need your help. You're like, no, but it's me. Yeah, yeah we know. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> totally. Thanks. Let's get out of here. Great. Yeah. But. Well, these beers are fantastic, man. Thanks for bringing them in and sharing. Uh, I know you brought a bunch. We might share some with our staff out there. And uh, yeah, uh, seriously, we need to get some of your stuff on tap too. Do you guys distribute uh, in bottles and kegs, or what uh, are you doing? yeah? So right now, uh, Central Coast distributing in our little area from I guess it'd be Fintur to Thousand Oaks kind of area on okay. the coast there. Um, and then Lime Ventures is kind of our state distributor. That um, cool. We, we've sent them little tiny things to, like, we've never been able to make enough to really, like, distribute a lot. So and to get out of, of, you're not out of state yet, I No, assume. not at all. Okay. And we're barely even in, whenever it goes, like, out of our little area, it's like, hey, um, like, we did a, a beer with Eureka. And so it was like, okay, all Eureka locations get a couple cases. So, like, sent them to Lime Ventures and then they got them. You know, it's kind of, it's not like. Oh, here's 12 pallets of beer. Lime Ventures sell it. It's kind of like, okay, sure. send this to this guy. Yeah. Okay. What are you anticipating for the first year of the new production facility? New uh, production? Well, we Misery. were at 250 barrels in the pub. And, um, you know, by a year or two from now, if we hit 2,000, I'd be stoked. You know, we're not, we're not trying to be a, you know, 20,000 barrel brewery or anything. It's It's very, <laughs> yeah, we're trying to make it. I mean, if we could sell everything right out of the pub. That'd, that'd be, be fine that'd be too. Fine with me, sure. you know. I just want to point out that this summer dream is so good that a gnat landed in mine, and I'm still drinking it. <laughs> nice, because oh, I yeah. don't want to throw it out. It's wow. just—I mean, it's really good. I think he's still alive too. He's drunk and he's you swimming around. Thumbs he's like, the thumbs up. You should put him out of his misery. And I just—I don't even care. I'm still drinking this beer. That's I do want to just throw out there. Total uh, plug here. September 12th, we have a wild registry. No. You get 12 bottles of beer. Can no. I say this? No. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No. What is it? Never mind. What is the wild registry? Wild registry. You get 12 bottles of beer a year. Uh, released throughout the year, you get a, a shirt. You get one of the hydro flask growlers with like I got uh, one. They're nice. Wild registry etched into it for the year. Yeah. Uh, glassware discount, all kinds of crap. Um, <laughs> Where can people go to sign up? Uh, at the pub on September twelfth, our last release for this year, okay. and then the fourteenth it'll be online. So that we're actually just trying to buy a bottling line. <laughs> okay. So if people can join that, that'll be rad because we'll be able to buy a bottling line. So. Excellent. How much is it? Uh, if you've never been in it before, it's two seventy five. Nice. And where can people go just to learn about the Libertine Pub? What's the website? Uh, we've got a couple. So it's uh, Facebook is Libertine Brewing Company or Libertine Pub. So we have two now with the pub and thing. Okay. Uh, we've got LibertinePub.com, but we're actually, like, next week going to launch a new website for the brewing company. It's going to go It'll great. be 
LibertyBrewingCompany.com. <laughs> okay. Next week it's going to launch, so sometime in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's going to love it. Yeah. When you launch your new website, people are going to be really nice about it. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. going to be stoked. Yeah. 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 But, uh, I can't find info about the rocks. Where are the rocks? I want Downtown know. San Luis Obispo. Why isn't there a picture of Tyler Open. being arrested for stealing rocks? How old are the rocks? I don't know. <laughs> you guys suck. Yeah. <laughs> That's the feedback. You can't drink seawater. <laughs> Fuck you. Ugh. Whoa, bro. <laughs> that's Who are you? Harvesting. Uh, that's a bucket. Yeah, that's a bucket. What? That's not harvesting. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. Utah, you ass. I'm gonna take us to a break. You guys want to hang out? Sure. Yeah. All right, because when we come back, we're gonna do some feedback. We got some beer news to do. Uh, might do some drunk of the week uh, recordings, a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, the Libertine stuff. Pub, ladies and gentlemen. If you've got any more questions, feel free to type them in the chat or call triple eight four zero one beer. We'll be back in a few minutes. Hang in there. It's the session. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewing Network. A few things happened 30 years ago. Arfanet migrated to TCPIP and the Internet was born. Revenge of the Jedi was renamed Return of the Jedi and opened in theaters. Mila Kunis and Emily Blunt were born, beginning a rad fantasy in my mind. But all of that pales next to the fact that Hop Tech opened its doors and began blowing homebrewers right out of their mash tuns. Hop Tech doesn't fuck around. Real people shipping awesome shit straight to you. Their new website is fast and easy to navigate. Or just call 800-379-4677 and let badass bitch Jade and the gadget guy Roberto blow their warm load of customer service all over you. So visit the site or visit the store in Dublin, California and support those that support you. Get your brewing on at hoptech.com. heard about White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast. Pure Pitch is yeast grown right in its final packaging. That means yeast that has never been exposed to the environment. And White Lab's Pure Pitch Yeast for homebrewers is now available to everyone at homebrew retailers nationwide. Easy to use, perfectly sized, and ready to pitch. White Lab's yeast packaged using their FlexCell process ensures the purest yeast on the market. Visit whitelabs.com to learn more about Pure Pitch, Flex Cell technology, and how it's created. Then visit a homebrew retailer near you for your own perfectly sized package of Pure Pitch yeast. And you can say hello to your own little friend. www.whitelabs.com When I order a beer, I want my server to know more about it than I do. I want someone who enjoys good beer and loves helping others enjoy it, too. I want someone who knows how to pour a perfect pint for every beer style. I want a Cicerone. 
The Cicerone Certification Program is creating the type of people who help you enjoy great beer. Home brewers and craft beer lovers know beer is more flavorful and complex than ever, and it takes some serious knowledge to store and serve beer right. Cicerone's no beer. There are three levels in the Cicerone Program. Certified Beer Server, Certified Cicerone, and Master Cicerone. Cicerone's are truly the sommeliers of beer. The best beer locations have a certified Cicerone on staff. Relaxed and unpretentious. Cicerone's are tested on storing and serving beer, beer styles, flavor and tasting, the brewing process and ingredients, and pairing food with beer. Learn more about your next beer guide at Cicerone.org. Certified Cicerone, because it takes top talent to present a perfect pint. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today adventures in homebrewing have the knowledge and expertise to craft their own gear and original recipes some of the things homebrewing.org creates and manufactures in-house are the brutus brew stands and propane burners the serial killer adjustable two-roller grain mill with seven pound hopper custom stainless steel false bottoms designed to fit kegels coolers and mini sized brew pots the brewers at adventures in homebrewing have designed a huge selection of original recipes for extract and all grain brewing adventures in homebrewing original recipes are tried and tested proven to be of the best quality and right now adventures in homebrewing is shipping 24 of their best recipes for free visit homebrewing.org for the most current selection once you try one of adventures in homebrewing recipes you'll keep coming back for more and now it's even easier with free shipping on these kits brewing network listeners receive 10 percent off their homebrewing.org orders when they use coupon code ipa at checkout see terms and conditions for full details You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Hey, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us here at the Hop Grenade and on the session. We were just at the break talking about things overheard. There were some interesting things overheard in the bar. And then I was mentioning to JP something I overheard in the record store. There's like We're in the Bay Area, so we still have record stores. <laughs> and... Uh, these two kids walking around. And by kids, I mean like uh, 20-something, like 25. Old you know, enough. Old enough. Yeah. And they're walking around. And one kid says to the other kid, you know, one 25-year-old says to the other tw- 25-year-old, as they walk by a Black Sabbath album, like, hey, you ever heard of Black Sabbath? And the other guy's like, no. I don't know. Is that like one of those new indie bands? Oh, like, I don't, I don't listen to indie. <laughs> <laughs> yes! 
It sounds like a what? total indie band. And I'm in there, really and, and, and I don't know whether to punch this kid in his stupid face <laughs> or to realize that I'm old now. Well, what did the other <laughs> did the other kid know, or was he just like, oh, I don't know? No, I think the first kid knew, but his answer was like, well, no, but I don't really listen to him either. I don't know. Well, because exactly he had an older brother, he, and he had heard of them. He had heard the of most. them, but he didn't know. But since when are you allowed to be a young American person and not know who Black Sabbath <laughs> ah, is? When, when did that become legal in this country? You are getting old. <laughs> or I'm oh, getting old. As yeah. as I don't tell you. Anything I, to do with it. You guys heard of Mozart? <laughs> did any of us live sure. when Mozart was a license? You still know. No. You know. I'm telling you, I was really crossed between punching him in the face or feeling just old. <laughs> I think that kid's just dumb. Because, I mean, like, if you ask, oh, we have a generally young staff here, and I feel like every single one of them would know who Black Sabbath is. Yeah, maybe they were just maybe they were they just did. fucking with me. Maybe they were like, "Hey, look at the look at the long haired old dude. I, look at the guy who saw oh, no. Black Sabbath yeah. live. Never look heard at, of him. <laughs> look at idiot over there. Let's walk by and go. Hey, you ever heard of Black Sabbath? Uh, <laughs> well, no, you shouldn't have punched him, but you should have grabbed him here and here and run him out the store and say, you don't belong here. <laughs> Get out of this record store. You deserve store. to be she a wheelbarrow. The entire drive up, it took us four hours to get here. Three of those four, we listened to almost all the Black Sabbath. Yeah, all Black Sabbath. Thank you. Also, that's coincidentally... The same exact thing happened to me and Tyler last week in a record store. You're kidding! These little tiny fucking kids come up, <laughs> and it wasn't Black Sabbath, but I had like I found this rad old Cramps record, their second album. Oh, nice. nice. And so oh, I had them sit next to me, and these little kids come up and grab my record. I'm like, hey, 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 hey don't fucking take my record. Settle down, and kids. Like, Who would name their album Cramps? Oh, that's so dumb. And I'm like, dude, wow. give me my I yell, like, like, don't fucking touch the record. Yeah. The guy like drops like, hey, it. Hey, 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 that's good. That's don't come uh, on, don't run off with that. You little snarky kids. Because we only play vinyl at the, at the brewery and the pub. You're kidding. No wonder you don't get anything done. Only vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> we're always flipping records. Rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and so like when we find good albums on vinyl, it's like, okay, get that shit. So we're yeah. like, wait, cramps on vinyl? Yeah. Love it. That's a fucking cramp. That was the cramp. Punch you in the mouth. Is that the new yeah. Britney Spears album? <laughs> yeah. The yeah, cramps. Even that's, a, that's a data reference. It is. Already. <laughs> yeah. See that, I'm that's glad a... we all want to punch kids in this room. Right in his throat. Wrote, oh, actually. actually, strange because they're like one of those bands that everyone knows about, but you can't name more than four songs. Right, of, right. And the songs you can name are on their first album. <laughs> it's true. You can't, but they then influence like every band after them. Of course, so it's, yeah. So everyone, that's what I mean. It's one of those things. Where like Black Sabbath rules. Give me four songs. Uh, fairies wear boots. I don't know. Fuck yourself. But I swore for a minute that I just I was in a, a sitcom or something because I just couldn't believe the words the fo- the follow up to do you know them was uh, I don't know is that like one of those new indie yeah. bands it, it does sound scripted so I want to preface super indie too. by saying I locked my door but I've never heard of the Cramps uh, that's okay they're more Tyler go punch her in the neck yeah I'm gonna just just bust this one you know, one last thing to punching kids in the face and let you guys do your radio show I probably just won't interrupt anymore yes. on the way up here Sweet Leaf came on. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is awesome. I was like, this song gets me so amped, like, I would punch a little kid in the face. I swear to God. Came on what? Like, no, on the not, radio? Yeah, no, no, I'm not making this up. On his phone, yeah. Yeah, and we're That's like, real. yeah, fucking that. sweet leaf. Like, like after, you, you would punch a kid like, in the face out of enjoyment. 
Not yeah, I would just be like, I'm yeah, yeah. so pumped on this right now. Like, You're a small punched. eight-year-old walked up to me right now, <laughs> knocked her right in the mouth. Swear to God, that came out of an eight-year-old. And, and then Paul was asking me, like, well, what, how old would the kid be? I'm like, yeah, like eight or something. No, just I like, didn't prompt you. I, like you guys. I just want to punch a kid. Preferably, the kid would be like an eight-year-old, okay, like that. male. Like, he would <laughs> he look out, like, punch that fucking kid. At seven, he just wouldn't get it, but eight, he would understand. This is so crazy. It's like an out-of-body experience. He's a little punk anyway. What happened to you when you were eight years Old. I don't want to talk about that. See, yeah. it all comes back. How, what do you think about your mom? Um, Just kidding. Don't answer that. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. go somebody go find him an eight-year-old. Yeah. Fuck it. Come in here. I dare you. I'm like an eight-year-old. Just feel. Doesn't it? No, just, like, I get it. Immediately want to punch somebody in the no, face. No, I get it. I, I, I totally, totally get like it. Someone that can't punch, like punch you back like an eight-year-old. That's yeah. kid punching music right yeah. there. Where are yeah. some of my listeners who are commenting on the website earlier? I want to punch them. You can't use seawater in a beer. You're an idiot. This is what you hear. This yeah. is the, this is how psycho Tyler gets. Like this turns on in his head. <laughs> oh, my, my son last week, he's like licking the fat lip, and I go, "What? What's, what's the matter?" He goes, "Well, I shouldn't. You know, I got this in the mosh pit." I go, "You, you want sympathy from yeah, me?" Yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Stop crying. Wah. You should have punched go him in the mosh pit. The, Doc, you should have punched him in the face right then. Well, if it looked like I did already. <laughs> All right, we got to do a little beer news, right? Yeah, please. Who's beer news brought to us today by Wine and Hop Shop, Madison, Wisconsin's premier uh, wine making and beer making uh, supply shop. If you're there in Madison, go shop at your local. And if you're not, go to wineandhop.com, and there's all sorts of goodies. Hey, before I start, you guys want a, a hit of this uh, double IPA from DC Brow? This is brought in by one of our listeners, Jeremy Maldonado, who's out there in the bar, and he. I'm guessing he's thinking this is like an East Coast IPA. That's the first. It's going to blow our minds. I'll or pass it around. Like something. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a glass. I'll taste out of yeah. Beardies or something. Beardy, can I taste it before you taste it so your stupid beard doesn't get in it? Stupid I've already rubbed my beard all over this thing. You have? Several times? Yeah. It's all hairy. How do you think he keeps it red? As long as we're uh, doing that, uh, speaking of the other coast, hey, Sweetwater Brewing out of it's Atlanta uh, is preparing for an IPO with the backing of private equi- equity firm uh, TSG Consumer Partners. The, uh, the company is reportedly in talks with investment banks about a stock market flotation put its value in the hundreds of millions of dollars for Sweetwater. Really? Yeah. The move is expected as soon as later this year. Uh, THG Ooh. provided already a, a minority investment to Sweetwater earlier this year, and the company recently hired former Molson Coors executive Bill Waters as the CFO. They promoted their uh, former CFO, Kim Jones, to CEO. Uh, back in March, Sweetwater entered the Chicago market after a $19 million expansion. Output rose 24% to 192,500 barrels in 2014. Which, So I did a little math on this, Jay, because I remember you doing your about $1,000 a barrel. As yeah. the sort of guideline for evaluation, right? Yeah. So at 192,500 barrels, yeah, you're in the hundreds of millions of dollars, like $150 million. Yeah. Uh, Sweetwater, Sweetwater would only be the Sweetwater, yeah. third craft brewery. Let, let's uh, start doing that. Scrap the Are you listening? <laughs> scrap the Let's try rocks. that. Yeah, how many rocks do they have? <laughs> yeah, you guys are going to be valued. <laughs> 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 Those guys don't rock rocks, at all, man. Yeah, they're not worth shit. <laughs> $1,000 per rock, and then, yeah. Divided by how, a gallon of salt water. Yeah. <laughs> how many times it shatters? How many buckets? Behind. Three Black Sabbath albums on vinyl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, after uh, Sammy and Craft Brew Alliance, which is like Red Hook, uh, this is only the third uh, publicly traded on a major stock exchange brewery. Of course, Libertine is going to be fourth. But in the meantime, Sweetwater is just the third 
they have found success, Sweetwater, but um, their home state of Georgia is 47th in breweries per capita. So they're successful amongst lots of non-beerness. Well, and somebody smarter than me could could correct me, and I'm sure they will in feedback. Um, But I don't know that Craft Beer Alliance was an enormously successful IPO. I think that they've been sort of plugging along for years since they did it. Uh, Sam Adams, however, was a successful IPO. I think they're the first example of like a breakout IPO. You remember when the news kind of came out that, uh, you know, the first craft beer billionaire was was Jim Cook. And that was based on on that. His, His was sort of a breakout IPO. But the Craft Beer Alliance, like... I think that includes Pyramid and some other breweries like that. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying those shares are worthless, but it's not some crazy victory. This is a, this is a ballsy move, I think, on Sweetwater's part. Yeah, they didn't uh, uh, mention how Craft Root or, or Sammy was doing. But, yeah, I do read a lot of Sammy stock as uh, – I mean, what well, makes sense, right? They're, they're increasing their production. They're growing like 25% a year, Sammy is. If you had bought Sammy right in the beginning, you'd do okay. I'm not saying they're going to make you a fortune either. But Craft Beer Alliance, uh, that's just sort of where you keep your money until you want it back. And I could – again, I, I could be wrong about that. But, you don't buy uh, a 12-pack of Widmere every time exactly, when you go home? Yeah. And, and, I don't even, and I'm not even going by the success yeah. of their brands. I just mean that IPOs in this business, is it's a pretty early uh, – well, this is some groundbreaking stuff here. Well, and they're still – researching fundraising options, right? This, they're not guaranteed to do an IPO. Well, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, you're right. But uh, if no, it's but in it, the, lo- yeah. it looks like they've been yeah. reinvested in and reinvested in it. It looks like they're at the yeah. point where their shares, or the beginning shares, have probably been diluted to the point where the only way they can make a you know good money is to get nah, big, right? This well, is a good point, well, you just start or, looking for more capital. They, so you're right about this. So all their equity has been given out. Yeah, they're, maybe now they're down to maybe 10% of a great big pie rather mm. than the... Uh, Fifty percent of a really small one. Well, Smart point you make, Tasty. To get uh, to get to their where they're at now, they might have had to brought in a bunch of, of venture capitalists. That's what Tasty's saying. Yeah. Well, and so the venture capitalists are, are just wanting to cash out because they want to uh, make their money. Yeah. They're like, we we threw we gave you a couple million five years ago. Nineteen. Right. Yeah. We don't care where you're at. We want our money back. Mm. And so they have to make the IPO in order to cash out the VCs. Right. So I'm looking at the uh, five-year for Craft Brew Alliance. looks like they started in the $6 range, and it was kind of up and down through 2012. And they had a huge surge in 2013, oh. all the way up to uh, 17 and change that per share okay. uh, in, in uh, 2014. And then it's been up and down. But it, at recent, in like in the last three months, big drop-off from uh, 11-something a share down to 8-something a share. Okay. So, yeah. so Bye, bye, bye. Well, there was a moment there, shit. I, I mean, yeah. I stand corrected in the sense that if you bought in at 6 and you sold at 17. Yeah, that's a big gain. God bless you. It's math. All right. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Georgia sucks uh, for breweries. Uh, the lawmakers there recently uh, tweaked the state's beer laws, if you recall. I think I reported it to allow. Uh, now you can pay for tours there that come with up to 72 ounces of souvenir beer at the end, remember? I love souvenir beer. Uh, but they're kind of hamstrung, craft brewers are, by the inability to sell directly to consumers. And it remains to be seen if this deal is going to uh, you know, help that at all. I like when you take your souvenir beer, you drink it at the brewery, you, you, then you store it in your toilet at home. It's, a, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's awesome. I love it. Uh, uh, all right, along similar lines, Lagunitas, coming back to this coast. Never. Uh, speaking of growth, fucking Lagunitas, they're on pace to grow 50% this year. 
Something evil is happening in that brewery. Honestly. There was a soul uh, that was sold to a devil. <laughs> Seriously. There's no way. <laughs> this brewery is incredible. Yeah. With, with still being uh, employee-owned or, or American-owned and <laughs> yes. stuff like that? And yeah. as cool as they are, yeah. I, there's none of it fits. There's something yeah. wrong. The devil is involved. People say you can't function when you're high. <laughs> Just yeah. Right, yeah. I should go back to smoking weed, yeah, I yeah, think. That's What's thing. keeping us back? <laughs> I stopped smoking. <laughs> Rip a bong load, would you? The website would have been great. We would have 15 locations by now and a, a website yeah. that's cool. The what? chat wouldn't work. There'd be lots of cats everywhere. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. Well, well, this uh, article names 50%. the devil, so hang on. Here. All right, what's happening? Yeah, actually, we do have a devil's name. So so Tony McGee uh, ripped a pipe load and then explored the sale of an equity stake that would value his company. You want to guess what they are valuing Lagunitas at? $7 billion. A little low. $200 million. <laughs> uh, JP's about halfway there. $450. Wow. wow. $450. Lagunitas has reportedly been working with the de- I mean Wells Fargo to explore an array of strategic options for the past few months as our uh, – Good close personal friend, uh, CEO Tony McGee. He's seeking uh, uh, backing to further expand the business. So he's talking with Wells Fargo, and one such option is this potential sale. I mean, when that happens, that's like a chunkier company gone. Yeah, well, they're um, opening that that giant brewery in uh, Azusa, yeah. which is currently on fire, so which leads lends credence to your hell. <laughs> hey, the devil is clearing a path for the brewery. That's right. Land it depends gets- what your goals are. If you want to own 100% of something small... Yeah, He's if you want to be, you know, the best-selling IPA in three continents, maybe that's just you cool. go for. It. Yeah. And, and I'm not. There's not three continents. <laughs> three of them. Three of them. Come on. There goes the pot argument. What an idiot! <laughs> it's crazy. Three. Come this guy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's probably a good move for him. I wonder how much of the company has to be sold to get where he wants. He's to never going to pay off what he owes now, so why not just go forward? Just you go for it. Yeah. You can't ever get to zero. So the cool go. thing about it is, like at this point too, you don't owe anybody any money. You just no. bank. Bankruptcy. Yeah. <laughs> You're never paying that shit back. Whoever pays things back. Get a fat check, build assets. Yeah. In the beginning, he w- got by by not paying his taxes. He could just start doing right? that again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stop calling him out for that. <laughs> Thanks, Obama. Yeah. It's in the archive. Oh. Do you remember he said that in, like, what is it, 97, he sold half the company for 650 grand? Half, yeah. Half. And then... And then what happened? Did he get it back or something? No. I forget what the conclusion no. was. I don't think he did. That's true. So he had already sold half of it. So yeah. now he's selling half of his half. Oh, he's down to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But check out that guy who now could potentially turn his 650 into $250 million. Yeah, that guy's the brilliant one. Yeah. Interesting. Well, if that'll anybody's be... interested, Libertine Brewing Company is... When are we going public? Much lower numbers. Just, I'll buy know, half. Knock off two zeros of everything we've been talking about. Is there like a Morro Bay Credit Union that yeah. might be interested? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I'm interested... Not only am I interested to see how this one plays out, but I'm interested to hear the beer nerds cry about it if uh, when it does happen. So, uh, oh, my God. Uh, they won't even owned. know how they're going to smoke weed. <laughs> you know, It's going to be corporate weed, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're only buying it from dispensaries now. <laughs> All right, All right. Uh, changing gears. The uh, Indianapolis Colts, for you uh, football uh, people out there, they were clobbered in the AFC Championship game last year, uh, 45-7. Uh, one Indiana brewing company is getting revenge on the bottom of its beer cans. Hmm. It's Sun King Brewing. You guys may remember Clay Robinson was on the show yeah. back in uh, February 2012. Really good beer. Um, they're out of Indianapolis, and they're taking shots at Tom Brady and the Patriots. They have stamped Tom Brady sucks, that sucks <laughs> with an X, on the bottom of their cans next to the expiration date. Wow. Uh, it's funny, but it doesn't do anything to 
change the game. You know, the Colts haven't beat the Patriots in a decade, and they're just getting their asses handed to them. Uh, but, it's a weird know, statement, too. Yeah. Just like, hey, why don't we stamp it on the bottom of our cans? And you're going to call the guy that's clobbering you? He, you're going to say he sucks. Yeah, so what does that make you? Although I also think it's kind of funny. Like, yeah. It's well, I think just, it's, it's the, an, the flate gate shit, right? It wasn't right yeah. after the game. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's the cheating. It that uh, yeah. It is a kind of a funny middle finger. And it wasn't even kind of the up, higher ups at Sun King that did it. It was the guy who decides what gets typed on the bottom of the cans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, so you it know this? Yeah, it wasn't a top-level yeah. decision. Oh, no, now no. I really like it. Right, exactly. So the execs wow. like see this and they're like, "Oh, yeah, but we need to start talking about what gets written on these cans." Yeah, but yeah. So, but yeah, did he get fired? before the people at the bottom line, sure they would just uh, every oh, day they trendy. would change it. Yeah. Ah. And then this came out, and the kid, the kid's name was what the fuck is his name? He had a nickname, Biscuit. Biscuit. They didn't <laughs> refer to him by a real name. I love this yeah. guy. This kid's He's name still is alive. Biscuit. And he still has his job. Yeah. He does. Kudos to Sun King for he, not yeah. firing him. But he got moved to cleaning toilets. He, maybe, oh, he, he got moved into marketing. Yeah, everything's yeah. fine, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but they're like, uh, and forgive me, Scott, if you're going to report it on it, but they're like, uh, now every decision has to go through management. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of too bad. So there were a bunch of them before this one, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were kind of, he, Biscuit apparently came up with witty things. <laughs> To put oh. on the bottom of cans. That's so rad. So, every, you know, you go buy a six-pack, you might get a new message. Yeah, secret message from Biscuit. Yeah. <laughs> I think that if they would have fired Biscuit, Biscuit would have got a job real quick. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm ready to hire He's Biscuit famous, right yeah. now. Yeah. Biscuit. They probably had to double his salary. Scott, get me Biscuit on this program. I want him <laughs> calling in next week. How am I supposed to get? I don't know his name. <laughs> Just call the brewery and go, yeah. we want Biscuit. I want to talk to Biscuit. <laughs> I want to talk to Biscuit now. I want to interview him on the show. I'm I serious. I think it's a Adam okay. and Eve. All I need is five minutes with this guy. Right. I want to know what the deal is here. Make myself a note here. And I want to know what happened. Like, So now he can't do this anymore. That sucks. No, no, no it's got to get vetted. Yeah, oh, someone so can else still, has to see they're gonna spell the right. messages now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not S-U-X, Biscuit. Yeah, yeah, right. That's U-C-K-S, please. <laughs> yeah. Get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Any more letters? Oh, we'll get a new machine. Yeah, yeah. Give you like 35 words. I like this idea. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Develop systems for it. All right. <laughs> a couple more. Uh, MIT's Computer Science and Artificial Intelligence Laboratory has programmed two robots to deliver beers. Uh, they're called PR2 robots. They have coolers attached to them, and they're programmed to go into rooms and ask people if they want a beer. If the person says yes, the robot wheels over to a larger robot that places a beer in its cooler, and then it returns to the person. Do you remember a minute ago when I was complaining about kids? <laughs> These I MIT be, kids, though. They're something a, else. I bring a baseball bat, and I let that thing happen. Well, how are they they know to who Black Sabbath is. I'll tell you that. No, they're too busy building robots to have listened to the, the That's bring the solution beer. looking for a problem. Those guys need to get something more practical. <laughs> But like, really? Just to yeah. bring a beer? Well, now, <laughs> why does it take two robots to do one robot women. job? <laughs> Are the robots already unionizing so that we have to have six people handle the beer before it gets brought to you? Seriously, why couldn't there have been a beer robot and a handy robot? Well, like, did you hear him do? Tasty wants a robot to pimp for him. He said, go get me women. Yeah, yeah. something really functional. Like, you need a pimp need. robot? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Beer, you can just, you know. Imagine if the folks at NASA on a coffee team. in the 60s were like, the moon? Why would we want to go to the moon? <laughs> yeah. okay. Look at this giant vibrator I built. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, just think if they thought, instead of building a rocket ship to go to the moon, if they said, hey, I want a robot to bring me a beer. Mm-hmm. We could have already had this technology 20 years oh, and ago. And they'd be giving us handies. Yeah. Are kidding me? NASA? Oh, Clearly, it's a priority I feel like that issue. would be a rough handy. Yeah. Listen, hey, you take what you can get. Like it that Silicone way. technology has come right. a long way. Can I ask uh, the, the fellas when they're going to release a beer called Handy mm. so then you can legitimately ask for a Handy at the bar? Well, they kind of do. Yes. It's called a Shandy, but you kind of got to say it's funny. Handy. 
got to be just ha- called handy. handy. Tyler, you do dumb shit over there. <laughs> Our, it's already done. Everything. <laughs> 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 oh well, we already made that. Beer think now. about it. You, you walk up to the bar and hey, uh, let me get a handy. Love it. Go. And it have to be like a really a pale goes, so salty. Pale. Yeah. yeah, well, we'll definitely mirror it after. You can call it salty semen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Brooklyn Brewery, uh, not Brooklyn Brewery. Um, no thanks. What's the uh, <laughs> Five Point Brewery in Brooklyn when I first went there years ago? I think they still have it. They had a beer, and you can only order at the bar at the time uh, called Sweet Action. So you'd, you'd go up and you'd go, hey, can I can I get some Sweet Action? Uh, I thought that was fantastic, too. Mm. While we're talking about weird names, have you ever yeah. heard of Punjabi beer? No. Yeah. No. Okay. In Colorado, there's a beer called Punjabi. Okay. Just Punjabi yeah, in general. Yeah. Like, that's not a good term. In my spell? Is it yeah. spelled like the Indian state or is it yeah, spelled like P O O? Like I was reading, I was literally at a dinner in Fort Collins and I'm like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, there's a beer called Punjabi. <laughs> and actually, it was at, we were with Lauren Salazar yeah. at, at, at dinner and she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, what, what's the big deal? I'm like, no, I don't think you understand that. Okay. <laughs> It's like it's a like, really. It's like using the like an N word or something. Like you don't do that. And like no, oh, no, no. It's a beer. I don't it's think fine. So. It's a beer. For what I maybe like, I grew up in a bad town or something. Well, I, I don't know. Like, that is a, so no, I was I all excited. So I'm like, I'll take the Punjabi. Like, yelling, bring it. it on down. Everybody's thinking, like, that's so weird. That guy's yelling the Punjabi. That's weird. He's really excited. Well, like, it's from an Indian. St- like it's a, a state. I but believe, it's a derogatory term. But it's called. Isn't it? P- but it's I've never heard it as like a. And so if you're if you're from Punjab, you're a Punjabi. But if you use Use it as a as a, like a blanket statement for every Indian. Like, yeah. hey, Punjab. Yeah, that's okay. bad. That's what it is. Yeah. And the guy's <laughs> well, I like, thought it was hilarious. The guy's like, There's a commercial beer called Punjabi, and I'm like, oh yes, this is awesome. <laughs> it's you stood up, up on the table, I'm dre- ordering the rest of the time. I'm You're the type Collins. of guy that likes yelling out uh, derogatory <laughs> yes. terms for yeah, people absolutely. in public places. Yeah. How was the beer? I don't remember. I was okay. just so excited that it was, so like, it was cheap and it worked real hard. Right. So, <laughs> so the robots, the robots must be a precursor to like doing something else. Yes, they are. Yeah, okay. uh, it, it is considered even groundbreaking. This thing that MIT did. It's not just for the beer guzzlers. They're hoping to use the robot to. Um, like at, at emergency shelters, for example, take orders for water bottles and crackers. So deploy them to some hurricane ravaged whatever. Sure. I, this still doesn't sound groundbreaking to me. No, know. because like you can just Tyler knows you yeah. grab a four year old and they can go get the water. Right. How is the robot they can cheaper stomp than your human? grapes for you? Yeah. It's yeah. great. It's and ro- then in four years, you're getting punched in the face by me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, if, and if I'm ever listening to Sabbath, they're just going to get punched. <laughs> right um, I would take the robot and send him into Richmond to get my crack for me. <laughs> now that now that's a useful robot uh, yeah. because that's a dangerous activity. It's a dangerous activity. And even we could have done that at the hotel down the street tonight, I think. The robot or the crack? Well, it'd be a uh, like a proactive robot, because they're saying this goes into the room. So it would be like, if it came into your office, Doc, and went like, would you like some crack, Doctor? And I then think, you say yes, and then yes. it goes off and does your business. Well, you have to go to the other, you have to go to that black robot to get the crack. <laughs> Doc, you had to do <laughs> that. Yeah. The robot with the afro? Yeah. I didn't do that. It went slowly downhill. Yeah. <laughs> now it jumped off Fell a cliff. Off. One of us idiots had to do it. Not here. And not here now right it's now. on oh, fire, God. and it's the current fire that's being... Here, Tyler, go punch Doc in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a small child yeah. over there anyway. He's just called me. You're on the punch. <laughs>
Okay, I'm gonna let me do one more, and I, I swear this is not going to offend anybody. I hope. Right. Uh, are you guys ready to drink like champions in this room? Yes. Yeah. Because you can now because uh, Wheaties, yes, Wheaties has partnered with Fulton Brewing out of Minneapolis to create a Hefeweizen beer called Hefe Wheaties. Oh, Why not? <laughs> Wheaties is a wheat cereal. Hefeweizen is a wheat beer. General Mills has noted in a press release that while the beer will not actually contain Wheaties, very disappointingly, it is representative of the Wheaties brand. This is an official thing. It's going to be available for a limited time uh, in Minnesota only, unfortunately. But they're saying, hey, we'll see how people react to it. If everyone loves it, which why wouldn't they? We'll obviously consider doing it on a bigger and more widely distributed scale. Because it's a good wheat beer. Well, no one likes will you do me a favor and yes. shoot me in the face yeah. for another beer pun yes, that I, I do will. not need in my life? So they're going to uh, try to make sure that everybody in Minnesota loves it, and that's going to be... That's their the, test, That's yes. the test, that's and it. if yeah. everybody there loves that's it, the then we all group. get it. Yep. Well, what I don't understand is it's it's literally missing the mark, uh, missing the point of of collab brewing. Well, I mean, you're just going to put your unless brand you really on like it, Wheaties, but there's no Wheaties in it. Why like, don't they put in ten pounds of Wheaties? Yes, in the, and then yeah. they say that it's batch. made with Wheaties, and so then it is. I think it would it would sell a little bit more, at least yeah. make a little more sense. How do we know that there's no Wheaties in it? They, they said, said it's it. no Wheaties oh. in it. Let's it, it makes no sense. And and Michael Jordan is not jumping on the can. Yeah, so is I there going to be an Olympian on the can or maybe us idiots can appear on the can? Oh yeah, I am very athletic. Right, it's successful in your field. Then I will I will reverse my decision to shoot myself in the face if they put me on the can. Why not? <laughs> well, dinner guy drink like a the, champion. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen Hanson's Brothers? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, we yes. Have. We have. Did we yeah. talk to them on the show or uh, was it at no, GADX? No. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to get him on the show, but he never heard yeah. from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Offensive. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Hops, They're hops, way too core for hops. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Are they some new indie Do band? Name their album Hanson. <laughs> I love that guy, Chris Hanson. He's and he's handsome. Yeah. That's All the right. news. There you go. Brought to you by uh, the Wine and Hop Shop uh, in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. Wineandhop.com. They have like a hundred different types of uh, hops and a hundred different types of yeast. And I don't know why you need that many, but go to wineandhop.com and check them all out. Is there any, like, happy news? That was all just depressing stuff. Yeah. Welcome to the news. Yeah. Have you never well, heard of the news? Yeah. Welcome to Moscow's world. It's not just me. A little happy. Listen, to, the, listen. They don't have TV in Morro Bay or yeah, what? See, you can't do happy news. Uh, there was a what? thing, like, uh, 20 years ago, like, I think Prince Charles asked, like, hey, I w- for my birthday, I want all UK to do happy news. Literally, the entire day, the BBC ran, like, the trains are on time. Uh, no right. one died in Westchester. Like it was, the, there's nothing there, <laughs> and nobody cared. Yeah, <laughs> breweries Tyler growing cares. and he making money is news. not happy news. No. Oh, <laughs> it, it's <laughs> weird. No, because okay. no, it's not us. Right. Oh, that's the sad part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I got some happy news. Levi Stadium is now announcing lower beer prices. Hey, hey, there, I like that. Oh, that's really good, that. right? That's, that's down, from, down from 16 yeah. bucks to 14 It's not even the tax. It's, yeah. you know, it's a deal. That's the new uh, 49er stadium out here, right? Yes, there, that's correct. So Where they, the Super Bowl will be held. Oh, that's right. Oh, so the beers probably are 16 yeah. bucks. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I, I was there. They literally are. And, yeah, and? 16 bucks. You're kidding. No, yeah, that's what they are. Yeah. For, for a cra- 20 for, ounce of craft, right? Yeah, but it's like, it's a... Semi big, but it's not huge. Okay. Semi big, twenty Six, ounce. Twenty ounce. Maybe it's just a little bigger than a pint, but it's not like twenty two or twenty six. Sixteen dollars. When did we accept being violated in this way? Like we just said, oh, all right, well, we're, it's okay. I'm, I'm at the stadium, so no, and then here you go. You wait in line for it. Yeah, we yeah. haven't. I will never. I would never pay that much money yeah. for one beer. I would never do it. You paid two hundred dollars to see something you could watch on TV for free. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's yeah. a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I got the best seat in my house every year for the Super Bowl. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got some feedback to do. Uh, maybe we'll take your Drunk of the Week calls. I know we're going to play a couple of recordings. Um, and we're going to keep drinking beer with the Libertine dudes. Yeah. So 888-401-BEER, that's the phone number. We'll be back in just about five minutes. Hang in there. It's a session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Attention, home brewers. If you like making labels for your handcrafted awesomeness and wish more people could see how great you are, then check this out. GrogTag, the makers of custom reusable labels and craftbeerandbrewing.com are hosting the first ever National Homebrew Label Awards. The top 10 labels will be featured at the 2015 National Homebrewers Conference in San Diego to more than 5,000 attendees and more than $2,500 in prizes will be awarded. If you created a label at any time in the past year, you're eligible to enter. GrogTag and Craft Beer and Brewing have teamed up with great sponsors like More Beer and the Brewing Network to make this competition a great one to enter. Submit your entries between March 1st and June 1st for your chance at fortune and glory at homebrewlabelawards.com. That's homebrewlabelawards.com. Submit your label entries today. Good luck, and we'll see you in San Diego. Beer tasting games that train your palate, a brewery locator, and the brand new interactive beer style guide. These are just a few of the awesome things you'll find on craftbeer.com. The style guide is a beautiful example of technology in beer. Browse beer style families or turn on the automatic beer style finder and explore beer through color, bitterness, ABV, aroma, and flavor. It's really the coolest way to explore every beer style besides having them all in front of you. Go to craft craftbeer.com and click on beer styles to start the guide plus enjoy the rest of craftbeer.com the brewers banter blogs beer education how to host a beer tasting and the invaluable draft quality manual tons of great content that makes your beer better visit the new craftbeer.com right now and explore the website that brings you all the passion camaraderie and creativity of the craft beer community craftbeer.com celebrating the best of american beer are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all green brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature March pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. 
Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and the freshest ingredients backed by the best customer service in the business. Do you like to mash using efficient fly sparging but would like an easy way to heat your strike and sparge water? Enter the new Brewer's Edge Electric Mash Water Heater, a plug-in, anywhere, precisely controlled heater for strike and sparge water. Ditch the fumes and second burner and make mashing easy. Go to williamsbrewing.com today and browse their vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 4 p.m. Pacific Time weekdays ship the same day. Brewing is easy the Williams way. Segmented, demented, fermented, fermented. It's the session. Yeah. All right, welcome back to the program. Thanks for hanging out with us. A couple things left to do, like feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by our good friend John over at Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com. He can help you sort out your stuff like he does for us. Like He protects our trademark all the time. Poor bastard. Like every day, I have to send him a new trademark violation, but he takes care of it. He does a good job, and he can do it for you. Go to BeerLawCenter.com and check it out. Dear Brewing Network, this is a very nice, formal uh, letter we got. My name is Alex. Hi, Alex. I've been listening to the BN ever since I started homebrewing back in 2008. Since then, I've managed to turn my vice into my vocation. I am now brewing professionally for Hops and Grain in Austin, Texas, and still listening to the session. I cannot thank you guys enough for helping me homebrewing, uh, helping me make homebrewing so approachable and providing an entertaining way to learn. So, in September, I'm riding my bicycle from Austin to Denver with a bunch of other brewers and generally crazy people to raise money for prostate cancer. Did he say Austin to Denver? That's a long way. He did. Those aren't like two cities in Texas next to each other. (laughs) Yeah, Denver, Texas. From his friend Austin who lives on 4th Street in Denver. We leave September 6th and arrive in Denver 14 days and 1,400 miles later, just in time for the Great American Beer Festival. The organization is called 1,400 Miles. And we're shopping, uh, sorry, stopping along the way. <laughs> we're just going to shop yeah. everywhere we go. Right. And, you know. It's called purses for prostate. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get different purses everywhere. We're going to get little change bags. Yeah. We're going to Rib- empty our purse so you can empty your prostate of cancer. Ribbons for our bicycle handles. Uh, okay, yes. I, I wonder if they're going to take a, a different route or a roundabout because Google Maps is saying 918 miles. Oh, well, they have to shop, so. <laughs> right. yeah. I think you can do like. 40, how many miles can you do on a day? In a All day? of America well, is way you know that Me or them? You know that bicycles People. can't ride on interstates. Uh, well, actually, in some stretches of interstate, it's allowed no, if there really. is no other uh, path. Okay, so yeah. they're going 500 miles out of their way? Maybe. All right. You're, good. All right. Fine. They're good ha- <laughs> there are great saying. handbags in Wyoming, okay? Uh 1,400 Miles is the organization, and they're stopping along the way to talk with men about the necessity of getting checked and not fear the finger. It's a great cause, uh, and it involves nothing but great things, bikes, beers, and prostates. Uh, Well, prostate health, anyway, he says. So he's wondering if the BN would like to get involved with 1,400 Miles in any way. 
Uh, my gut tells me absolutely not because it's 1,400 miles of riding a bike and it has a finger with my prostate. I think he probably means promote uh, it. Oh, anything would be greatly appreciated, he says. Donations to myself or to Team Hops and Grain or even a shout-out on the show for 1,400 miles, which is a 501c3, uh, is, and everything is completely tax-deductible. Thanks for your time. Here's some links to the page. So... If you want to help support this ride uh, for prostate cancer awareness, it's 1400miles.com. All the other links are too long. So just go to 1400miles.com, and then you can do the rest there. Uh, Alex Greenwald is the one who sent this in, so maybe you can find him over there. Uh, Thanks for writing in, Alex. Good luck on the ride. I feel like bad things will happen to your prostate for sitting on a bike for 1,400 miles. <laughs> Are they going to not have seats so that way it's just a post simulating a prostate check? <laughs> that's how they, That's the awareness part, Beardy. They're like, hey, look at this. I think Tyler liked that when he, he spit the beer out through his nose there. I mean, it's a rough ride. Yeah, that's what she said. <laughs> All right, Samson writes in, hey, what gives? <laughs> hey. Uh, charities. Yeah. Um, Herpes. There are two people on earth who still say what gives. Samson and probably Moskowitz with his, old, great t- his old time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. hey, what gives? Hey. <laughs> I never understand. Um, all right. Samson writes in, what gives? By the time you're back on the air, it will have been like six weeks since Firestone Walker sold out. Meanwhile, <laughs> Odell and Left Hand Brewing have given the proverbial finger to corporate beer. Huge news. Why has there been no mention of this? We covered the Firestone Walker buyout. Yeah, I don't know what Samson's talking about. Because for one, we took our normal week off. We take a week every month where we don't do a show. Uh, We covered the Firestone thing just like two days after it was announced. I believe it was announced on a weekend, and we were back on a Monday. Yep. Um, I don't know. Odell and Left Hand said no. I don't know. Which, that's that's non news. Imagine how that story me? goes. And in other news, uh, Left Hand Brewing wasn't bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's yeah. getting all his information off of AM radio. <laughs> hey, what gives? Hey, hey, what gives? Hey, <laughs> Odell has nothing better to do. So, Samson, I'm sorry, but we covered at least some of it. All right, all right here. This one is from Angry Asshat Puppet Listener. What? And he writes in with, uh, with I didn't make that up. Are, you, uh, are these real? The, look, it's right there on the paper, um, the <laughs> digital paper. Uh, he writes in with some show suggestions. Oh, here we go. Hey, asshat. <laughs> I love the show, and someone else has made this exe- a suggestion uh, a couple shows back to go back to your roots. I, too, love listening to interviews with young brewers and industry in, in, Insiders, But it's time to get in touch with where you started. I love to hear shows with Chris Graham on equipment upgrades or for the Nuber, which he, that's his word, not mine, uh, or starting equipment. I know these shows have been covered in the past, but that's been like 10 years ago now. So it's time to revisit some of the subject matter that I hope this all into this wonderful program. Thanks again. <laughs> that was his Whoa. sentence, not mine. Huh. <laughs> um, okay. Noted. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. We're doing our best over here, okay? He should start his own show. <clears throat> yeah, about and you know what? Just start your about show. Grammar. Go listen to our old shows and then repeat them on your show. <laughs> I mean, I get that we're, we're aren't they all available online? Can't you go back and listen to all those? All ten years, man. Every single one of them. Technology has changed so much. <laughs> <laughs> Not a brew kettle anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hot rocks, rocks production. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Have you heard about this new technology, brewing with rocks? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Well, today we did a whole show back to our roots then, all right? We sure did. Our, today's to gadget our was rocks. Back to our roots. Yeah. 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 It was great grandpa's roots. 
So, yeah, look, I do get your point, and, and from time to time we do like to go back to old topics, but I, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of boring for us sometimes. <laughs> like, if we have to go back and go – because I have to ask the same question. I got to go – I got to go, so how do you clean your ball valve? <laughs> Or <laughs> you disassemble it all the time, each yeah. time, or uh, you know what? Uh, and um, what does CIP stand for? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a dick about. It. I'm just being honest. Like I, I get a little bored. So if I have to go back and rehash these shows, I know that like the magazines do it right because they've been doing this for longer than us. Even they have to rehash stuff. They get a new author to do it every time. Well, I might get a new guest, but I still have to go. So what's the difference between, like, a wide kettle or, like, a tall kettle? And is that burner different than the other burner? I have to do it in this voice, too. I don't know, baby. <laughs> Wait, actually, is there a difference in that? Yes. <laughs> That's it, right? You want the answer? Well, even Mythbusters will go back and they do? reiterate a show. Yeah. Great. So I got to be like the fucking gingers on the Discovery Channel now? <laughs> Sorry, Beardy. Neither <laughs> <laughs> of us are. Uh, so, w- angry puppet brewer, whatever. Yeah. Uh, if you, t- you know, it'll help. Send me an outline. Email me and give me an outline of what you would like covered and what hasn't been covered before and what might be different now. Yeah, there and you that go. makes it a lot easier. Clearly, we and then, can't do it. Yeah. Then so Scott will trick it. me into doing it. So right. do that. Send send the show ideas to Scott to brewingnetwork.com and then he'll trick me into doing old shows where I sit here and I stab myself in the eye with an ice pick. I guarantee you it'll just come to feedback, and it'll be nothing like what we just talked about. <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting so. for kettle geometry to actually come up as a topic for a year, a year now. Haven't I'd love we... to talk about the ratio difference between the height and the width of the kettle. I hate yeah, What you. is this, Bruce Strong? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry. Imagine how much beardy would bore me on a show like that. I have to listen to him never shut up with his stupid can questions. He, can he bore you more than 100%? <laughs> is that possible? You want to try well, to find out? Fuck you too, beardy. What a fight. There's only uh, one way to find out. God. This is the only time I want a sound effect, Moscow. I just put the shotgun sound effect on your computer, and you can Shut use that as much up, as you beardy. want. <laughs> Me shooting myself in the face. Oh, shotgun. Okay, I'll get that. All right. Bunchos writes in, um, this is a correction from the Cellar Maker show, titled Dear Dongs and Bevo. Uh, Hi. <laughs> You're not a dong, Bevo. I would like to make a correction to the session featuring the wonderful gentleman from Cellar Maker. The song Blood and Thunder is on Mastodon's second studio album, not the first. Idiot. Idiot! Really? This is the feedback that we get. They have this a is, beard, don't they? I leave beard? for one is week, a, and you make that. Yeah. 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 Fuck yeah. The, that's, the that's cellar cool. maker did a collab with uh, Nate, uh, okay. and they call okay. it Blood and Thunder. I think they're... So, so, that's not pedantic. That's... I have a. That's, <laughs> that's oh really God! Here we go. Yeah. Oh. You said he was I'm a smart one. I told you. I told yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He knows big words, and yeah. he can tell if a kitchen is dirty or not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty good. All right, so there you go. Blood and Thunder's on the first album. <laughs> he also wants to know what happened to the Brewcaster Challenge. Moscow, what happened to the Brewcaster Challenge? It's coming back. All yeah, right. we're going to do uh, announcements for the next round uh, next week. Next week. Oh, yep. we're going to finish this thing? Yes, we are. <laughs> I think Taste and I should have Now a that I can't brew anymore? That That's right. I was just trying to build suspense for a year. Do we know who, like, where we are in the situation? Nah, who are our winners? It's Tasty and Doc are the finalists, I think. I, uh, I, uh, I think we have more than, I think we have well, two rounds if, to go. 
Or in I, the first place? A Final Four, I should say. Oh, we do? I believe so. I, I'm basically uh, waiting on Spider Wrangler to get back to me. To with tell the you your job? where we were. Scott's too busy. I'll figure it out. There's a lot going on. Yes, Tasty. Yeah, not <laughs> Spider Wrangler's busy. Each of us individually know whether we won or lost, right? Yeah, yes. right. Because yeah, you agony defeat. You know. I won. So you're in it. No, I'm and yeah. Doc's in it. Right. So who else? and Jamil's in it. Okay. No, no, no. no Jamil got out. Oh, yes, you beat Scott Jamil. Might be in it. Oh, so so you're in it. I lost to Doc. Oh. You lost to Doc. That's our, I think it's just down to Tasty and Doc in the first round. There was a bunch of we thought of Has doing never lost? the secondary rounds. I think just you guys were doing a losers bracket also. Yeah, so that might be what oh, he's saying what he's is this. Is yes. the other round. We're down to a winners bracket and a losers bracket. Okay. What about Nate? Nate lost to somebody. Yeah, yeah. Doc, in the first Doc. round. So it's, the first so it's it's Nate against Twice. JP or something in the losers bracket. Maybe I feel like maybe I don't know. All right, we'll know by next week. Well, Spider Wrangler's finished with his doctorate. Yeah. yeah. So you know, then he can do uh, Scott's job and your job, apparently. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Mbeer writes in. Lunch meat. 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 Boobies. 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 That's all. But seriously, lunch meat really helps my sanity. Uh, how, Clearly. How, how bad is that? It hasn't been on in a while. It's actually Spider Ring. They're getting his doctorate, and then he ran out of episodes, and now he's... P.S. How do I donate? Uh, you hit the donate button on the new website. Here's how much I don't care about lunch meat. I didn't deliberately. I genuinely forgot yeah. to move lunch meat from oh, the old site over to the new site. And so if you look at the new site, like all of the shows are listed out. There's so many shows. Lunch meat's not there. I didn't even think about it until I read this email. And now you're going to correct it. I don't know. Why? What's the point? Now it's, it's, lost, it's, it's lost in the internet. Now. I mean, it's one of those things where if I didn't really care enough to remember it in the first place, do I really care You're about it You're not the only now? one. Question. <laughs> People love that Commander, show. Sorry. Yes, Todd. What exactly is lunch meat? Because at GABF two, maybe three years ago, yeah. you guys had a shirt on the rack. Yeah, good shirt. It was a barfing unicorn with a rainbow. That was then like smiling I almost with wore that one tonight. I almost wore it too because I bought <laughs> yeah. the shirt and I was like blacked out drunk walking yeah. around GABF and I was like, I think yeah. I remember you now. Oh my God, the fucking Barfy, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I bought the shirt and I like only wear it on very special occasions. Of course, like, weddings. And then I, I didn't know like, is that, that's a bought show? Mitzvahs. It was a show. Okay. It's a show. Well, that, it is it's a show. a show and my favorite shirt of all time. Go to the Brewing Network. Oh wait, no. it's not up there. I can't uh, actually, I generally. subscribe well, I don't give a shit about the it show. Didn't even Whatever cross happened my with mind. that shirt was the greatest thing since. Uh, a listener shirt. drew it. It was good done in MS Paint, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell. It looked yeah. very professional. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> subscribe on iTunes. You'll love the show. On your drive back, you'll, it'll be a great time for you. Yeah, I don't know how to use that stuff. Smart guy can do it. Okay. I might have uh, I might have accidentally removed it from iTunes You're at the same no, wow. time. I didn't do that. But I did. I'm, I am surprised. I didn't realize I hated it that much that I would forget even to remove it, it from. Uh, That's the single greatest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> what is the barfing unicorn? Like, what's the. If, uh, Tyler, if you have to ask. He's barfing rainbows. <laughs> no, know. because we were going to do a beer with a barfing unicorn just over my sh- the shirt I had. <laughs> and I was like, wait, I probably should get the story. That was one of my questions. We have beer locks on our side. Me, me explaining it to you would be like you explaining how you use rocks to brew during this interview. <laughs> you like, won't be able to Nearly impossible. Okay, yeah. so I'm just going to do a beer with a barfing unicorn. No, no, because no. we'll sue you, but yeah. you can license the image. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> 
I really want to make a beer with a barfing unicorn. Do you remember? Jay I think Wynn? you can use a different barfing unicorn. You just can't use our barfing. Yeah, unicorn. no, I'll, yeah. I'll draw. I don't think we have the market unicorn. cornered on yeah. barfing unicorns. Yes, we we I can even give you the name of the guy who drew that one. Yeah, and you can have him draw you another one. Yeah. No, 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 that's not acceptable. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when you started hating it? When did you turn the corner? Because at one point you liked it. Yeah, I don't know. It just became. No, no, no. no. He never condoned it. Ever. I never, yeah, I never endorsed, endorsed that program. Me and JP, okay. I, I started it because uh, we needed a place to not do what we're doing now, which is fuck around too much on the normal program. Yeah. So I thought that if JP and I would do that on a separate program, this show would be more organized. Wow, you were... And it never really worked. Anyway, so it was a failed experiment. Sometimes they, sometimes yeah. they do With it... a at, rad shirt. Sometimes they do the show at night. What's it called? Uh, dark dark night meat. Dark, oh. dark, dark, dark meat. meat. Dark meat. It's classic. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I, don't, I, I think it was a failed experiment because the show was a success. Yeah, what's so failed? This sounds incredible. It's only because they're the not failure? doing it. So right. everyone is joking. Exactly. Yeah. If we were to do the show every week, people would realize what a piece of shit That's it is. Not and nobody true. would care. That's you could bullshit. air it over the hop grenade PA system, oh, God. and the lunch crowd would be God huge. Sake. We did do our last episode <laughs> from the hop grenade, and, I ch- and it was a good episode, actually. Yeah. I chose not to run the speakers out there because we were new, and I'm a pussy. I just were you doing lunch meat Olympics? No, it was no. after that. But it was a good show. <laughs> All of them are good shows. Justin, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. And there's so much good. Each lunch and every one in their the own right. The chat room really, really. <clears throat> excuse me. You can't. Like you some, can't trust those people. Meat. You can't. <laughs> the people in the chat room cannot be trusted. So don't take their oh. advice. Uh, all right, last email. It's our spam of the week. Joe writes in. <laughs> First, I need your reply. Hi, I have mailed you a couple of times already, but it seems there's a problem because I haven't heard back from you. We provide email marketing service, and we can generate your new business leads and increase your sales. Please reply today so we can go over options for you. Did you respond to Joe? We do need new uh, advertisers. Why are you never responding? I mean, he went every week. Why are you ignoring Joe? Yeah. I feel bad for Joe. It's it's great, but I think there's a problem. Well, the problem is you're spamming me, dude. <laughs> yeah. What about They're... those wanting coaster guys? Do you ever get those emails? Yes. Yeah. I am that, most benevolent fan from Bulgaria. Please send coasters <laughs> and what beer the, labels what the edge and trucks, on that is? please. I think they're using an in- insulation in their uh, tin huts in like the Philippines <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> there's got to be an edge. There's got to be an angle to it. I've like racked my brain for years trying to be like, okay, what are they trying to? Is it like right. when I send them a coaster and it's like, hey. And my buddy wants to get over to America for $100. Yeah. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, well, they're all like Eastern European and Balkan. And I'm like, oh, that country's fucking cool. Let's send them some labels. <laughs> so yeah. you've sent it? Yeah. And You're perpetuating this they issue. Send, they send uh, postage already. You just have to put your thing in there. They take what? your label. No, fuck you. No way. Yeah. They take your label to a Xerox machine and then run off a 100-barrel batch oh, without yeah, label on so. it. Yeah. In, in reused plastic bottles. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. Plus the postage it's, they send you has anthrax on it. So, so cool. No wonder you're so weird, <laughs> Paul. <laughs> you're all anthrax. You're all anthrax. Yeah. You know what anthrax Whatever. does? It makes you brew with rocks. Yeah. <laughs> Great band, though. There's got to be an edge. All right, that's your feedback today brought to you by our friend John over at Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. Uh, should we wrap up our Twitter game? We're about yep. done here, I think. Before we do that, don't forget you can go over to adamandeve.com right now. And if you use coupon code BNARMY, that's B-N-A-R-M-Y, you can buy all 
the dildos you want. Uh, not exactly. <laughs> you get fifty percent <laughs> off just about any one <laughs> item. Yeah. <And> Both Tyler <laughs> and Tasty started double fisting <laughs> cocks at their mouth. Switched. That, that webcam was on. Right? Well, innocent. Is there Correct any way else moment. to do it? I mean, Great. one is just so boring. What no. is Adam and Eve? You're sponsored by a yeah. more like an, an adult Steve, an adult uh, product. Yes, sir. You no longer have to go to that creepy corner store. You can go to adamandeve.com right now. Use coupon code BNARMY. And here's what you get. You get 50% off just about any one item. You get cool. free shipping. You get 10 cool. free adult DVDs. Oh, of your okay, choice. Cool, you, cool, get, cool, cool. Uh, you get a secret gift for her. You get a Love secret it. gift for you. Yes. You get a secret gift oh, for, for both of you. Whoa! Yeah. All by using coupon code BNARMY at checkout. Yeah, this is yeah. not a joke. Go My help us out. My on the 19th. I think I just figured out what I'm doing. BN Army. That's yeah. your code. You're going to get a great deal. BN Army for this great deal. You're going to have a great anniversary. You're going to think of us that night, and it's going to be wonderful. Gonna be Meet a new friend. <laughs> yeah. You'll be thinking about us the entire night. That's right. All right. Go check them out at adamandeve.com. What was our Twitter game tonight, JP? Well, we were wondering uh, who we should send to go fight the California wildfires. Uh, Flowers. <laughs> the flowers. Oh, yeah. it's such a problem. The flowers are everywhere. Dude. Get these puppies it's out of here. It's really pissing me off. <laughs> You're just driving down the road and they're all pretty and shit. I do burnouts on them all the time. Yeah. the Sabbath on. Taking my CO2, you bastards. Yeah. How old is this flower? Eight years old? Uh, the song just makes me want to punch a flower in the face. <laughs> All right, what was it really? Uh, Wildfire. Wire, wire fire. Wire Those ones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who should we send and why? Al Snyder says uh, we should send over Sam because he would just go, hey, 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 at the flames with douche power. It's true. That does put out fires. That you would know, prevent a lot of deaths. He spells that douche. Makes sense. Sense. But, uh, yeah. Hey, hey. Uh, Scotty B. Brewing says Warren because he could suck up a bunch of water in his beard and wring it out on the fires. Gross. That's pretty good. Uh, Jeff Granick says it's a toss-up. Bevo when she was lactating. Just <laughs> <laughs> like fire hose nipples? Yeah, apparently. Uh, or JP who can bore anything to tears. The fire, <laughs> the fire will cry itself out. Is this a legitimate show? Uh, wow. No. Wait, what did I just drive up here This for? is all the warm-up. We're actually going to yeah. do the show in about an hour. Is this thing- we took it off record. So do we need to go further? Because I, I think that, that one was, might have. I know that's pretty good. Oh uh, Daniel Stokel says, uh, I'd say tasty because when he rambles, all the oxygen leaves the area, thus snuffing out the fire. That's just <laughs> Yeah, that one's just mean. Uh, uh, Scrappy Hound says, Moscow's tears after another mean feedback email would probably be pretty effective. Yeah. <laughs> Baru says, Bevo, she's the smothering type. <laughs> I will smother you. I'll, I'm gonna put her on, I'll put her on the list. She's threatened to choke people a lot. Yeah. Uh, Pete Dedink says, Nate would shred that fire to shit. Mm, that one's all right. Okay. Mm. Uh, Mike B says, Justin will probably forfeit so he doesn't get booed. Oh. <laughs> ha Layers. Who's nice. going to boo me? There's a lot of layers to that. Get it? Do you want me to put that on the list? <laughs> I liked it. Well, it's just like a, a deep cut to you. Uh, Jason Stark says, Nicole talking about Bressy Ranch is sure to send the fire running the other way. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Also mean. Yeah. Old Prospector says, uh, considering that the Cali Wildfires sounds like a junior division gymnastics team, I'd go with JP. <laughs> wow. I'd what? go see the Cali Wildfires. <laughs> All right. Um, Brendan Abbott says, none of you could fight the fires. You'd all be trying to turn the truck into a mobile tap room. 
Sure. That was pretty accurate. Yeah. And last but not least, Clayton says, maybe none of you, but maybe Liberty needs to use the wired fires to boil their beer. Uh, <laughs> oh. Well, the only one that we lulled at was uh, Bevo lactating <laughs> and JP oh, boring every, everything yeah. to tears. Or the uh, Sam screaming, hey. That was pretty, yeah. I, we laughed at that one too. Not quite as much. No. I think we okay. roar laughed at yeah. the Bevo lactating and JP. Can we do that? Can we just yeah. call that yeah. our winner? Yeah. All right. Or growl, growlick, whoever. All right, growlick or whatever your name is. Send an email to Bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. She will uh, make sure you get taken care of and entered into the uh, competition to go on the Labruski cruise, which is exciting. Very exciting. Uh, do you want to do any uh, of the uh, Drunk of the Week voicemails? You I have four of them, and they're all under under a minute. All right, let's go for it. Fuck you, Push. Why the fuck are you telling me what button to press? This is Stud Monkey calling it for Drunk of the Week. I have drank a lot of beer. Um, go Push. Several poor beers. Uh, Pads through ribbons. Miller Lights. Um, all, all the good ones. Lots of tequila. <laughs> wow. I'm really drunk. Oh. I am in uh, Zion, Illinois, sitting at a campfire, uh, stumbling around, like hiding around the back of the house because, God forbid, I want everyone to know I'm fucking calling for trouble to leave. (laughs) Well, cheers, boys. (laughs) So he's basically sitting at like a backyard campfire and he like went around the front of the house to call us. I think he's in California. What was that dude's name? That sounded pretty cool. Thud Monkey? That's Thud Monkey. That was like Thud Monkey. You gotta be drunk to stumble around while sitting at a campfire at a house. I'm confused because like this is not like the easiest show to find. Yeah. It's not like it's like, oh yeah, everybody. No offense, guys. No, we make it difficult. How dare you? Yeah. Like, you're going to call in for Drunk of the Week to like a hardcore craft beer podcast yeah. and you drank fucking Miller Lite and, 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 and tequila. It happens, man. Every I'm time. I'm so confused right now. Like, why would, like, what do you even, how did you even find this? Like, I don't, that's great. Uh, I mean, awesome. I mean, good for you. But that's, uh, these guys are about function, not form. That's yeah, right. That's, We're just uh, lucky. So do they not listen to the show? They just wait for the Drunk of the Week? And I think so. We give stuff away. So. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, I thought, I we thought give away free cool. Pabst, so. You thought it was cool? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that kid. I think he's a winner. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. I got, he's got my voice. I'm pretty sure that's not a boy. No, he's a little kid. Yeah, like a, it was oh, an eight-year-old. Let's yeah. punch him. Yeah. Oh, damn it. Yeah. He's a non-black Sabbath uh, listening to a little boy. All right, here's another one. Hey, uh, this is Spark Talk Beer. We've got a bunch of the Colorado folks. We're uh, drinking a lot of beer. We're drinking the Roar Barrel Turtle Lower. Uh, and it's really good, and we're pretty drunk. And cheers! So see, sober. that's genuine. Uh, yeah. I don't know what, Anytime you put on a redneck accent and your friends go "woo," you're probably drunk. Like he's not overdoing it. He's not overselling it. He's not overselling it. But I think he's uh, he's fairly sober. He composed a, a, a very coherent. You know, mm. Yeah, it had a yeah. beginning. Yeah, Rural is good. It's Rural. good beer from the Rural Barrel. I want to thank Jay Goodwin. He's a good brewer. Thank you for the Rural Barrel. There you go. Was that a second call? No, that was... Uh, you, oh. What was the name of that person? Uh, that was uh, Quirk Zoo, I think, from Talk Beer. Hello? Jesus. Why can't people just call him with a name? Hi, it's Jason. I'm drunk. <laughs> what happened? Thank you for your time. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. All right. All right, go ahead. Hi, kids. Winner! Win! Win! It's B. That's B-double-E. Kids, stay in school. Don't drink too much. Just do your ABCs, your P and Q's. 
Because otherwise, you're going to get fucked up. There you go. That's B. B double E. That guy's so creepy. Are we voting on this? <laughs> we will vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sitting in a tree or something. <laughs> I literally got shakes, like EBGB yeah. shakes. It was yeah. a little creepy. All right, and here's one more from a very drunk and very loud spider wrangler. Oh, wait, hold on. Let me go to the beginning. Hey! This is Spider Wrangler, and I'm with my softball boys, and we just yes. fucking won the championship. <laughs> we fucking won after 30 years. We have the we are the champions of the fucking league, and we've been fucking drinking since we finished the last game. And I'm calling in to say. They've been playing softball for 30 years. Is that even possible? I don't think so. He was four playing softball. I like Spider because he's eating the phone. Yeah, Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, There you go. So B just called because he wanted to be drunk of the week tonight, and I just told him we just listened to your, your voicemail, and he was like, oh. I left a voicemail. <laughs> Why did you hang up on him? Yeah. yeah. I think he actually hung up before I... Was he drunk now? Not as drunk as that. Yeah, uh, okay. And also... <laughs> you, know the, you know the creepy guy with the dog that doesn't have back legs from uh, Family Guy? Yeah. I remember his name? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. Herbert the... Yes, Herbert. Herbert did you say doesn't have back legs? <laughs> they don't work. As opposed to... Yeah. Front legs? He has front legs. He drags his back legs. That's when Herbert, he wants. Herbert the pervert. Got it's it. Herbert the pervert. Anyway, he sounds just like B. Come on, Jesse. Come on, Jesse. <laughs> oh, get, get the paper, boy. <laughs> All right, so here's what we have to vote on um, We have Thud Monkey. That was our first call tonight. At the campfire, stumbling around the house. Thank you. Uh, then we have Quirk Zoo. Uh, or something from Talk Beer. Yeah. What else did Quirk Zoo do? Uh, he was with a bunch of the people the from Talk Beer. People. They were drinking the Rurbrol. Oh, right. They did the redneck accent. All right. And then you have <laughs> B. And then you have Spider. So now you know we have, we're going to go back through the list. You're going to raise your hand for who you vote for. Um, raise your hand if it's Thud Monkey. All right. Nobody cares about you, Thud Monkey. Uh, raise your hand if it's Quirk Zoo. The uh, Colorado peeps. We got one vote for Quirk Zoo from the ginger. And yeah, then, Bernie, uh, what's up with that? Yeah, not me. B double E. Oh, got wow. both of, v- oh, of Bevo's wow. votes. Oh, uh, plus me and Tyler and, and wow. Paul all voting there. Huh. Oh, and uh, and uh, oh, so that that was one, two, three, four, five, six votes. Mm-hmm. And then Spider Wrangler. If it's Spider Wrangler, that's <laughs> four <laughs> votes, three <laughs> votes actually. Three votes for Spider Wrangler. That Just means on the creepy level. Yeah, that was, that was uh... B double E is our drug wow. of the week, ladies and gentlemen. I did not see that coming. Protest. <laughs> yeah. All right, sorry, Spider. Congratulations on your doctorate, though. You drunk and your softball championship. Yeah. You know what his doctorate was? His thesis, exploring the uh, how uh, pheromones work with spider mating. Wow. So he watched a bunch of spiders right. fucking for like a year. Yeah. That's a fascinating. So hot. Of all the problems <laughs> in the world so. to devote our 
uh, human's intellect towards. Yeah, well, these are the these I are the problems we need can't to know. Imagine yeah. a more important one. Right, yeah. uh, this is it. No, he's actually very valuable. I've found spiders in my house and texted him pictures of them and been like, "What is that?" And he goes, "Run! And he's like, you're going to die." It's cool. Just <laughs> that's the eighth fine. spider. You're not going to die. Just don't make it angry. You know, I had at my house yesterday. Don't feed it after midnight. This weird phenomenon. I called you about it, Doc, but you were busy or something. (laughs) Or something. I come downstairs. It was late. Sometime in the morning, and there are about 50 large, black, yet very lethargic flies, like on my kitchen dining room window, the one that goes outside. Amityville Horror. And they're just, they're everywhere. It's a freakish thing. And they're not flying around. They're just... On the outside or the inside? Inside. And they're chilling. And I don't know where it came from, and it's freaking me out a little bit. And I just kind of forgot about it because I just went to work. Kate comes home and sees it, and now she's totally freaked out because it's a weird phenomenon. Uh, no, it's So not. I was about to call you, Doc, because I was like, I know that Doc knows what this is. Uh, you have a dead rodent in, in the space under your house. That's what we ended up Googling, uh, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, well, I don't smell anything, and I don't see any maggots, and what is going on? But it's either in the ducts right. or under my house, right? Yeah, it's under your house. And the best way to get rid of them is uh, the vacuum. That's what I did. And it, actually, if you throw a, a piece bucket? of something with some bug spray on it in the vacuum, it sucks them in there and kills them. And kills them right away? Yeah. So eventually, whatever they're living in is going to like decompose enough, right? right? Yeah, and they'll go away. <laughs> Wait, that's what, I, like next that's what I was hoping to hear, because I'm not about to crawl no. under my house no, and no, look it, for some dead animal. No, no, it'll it'll smell you everything. You'll, you'll never find it. Even if you get that smell, that net, you'll never find it. Okay. No. Well, we don't smell anything, because that was the first thing I said to her. I said, I said, something's dead. The only thing that's got me weirded out is that I don't smell anything dead. But uh, so you start getting a bunch of flies in the house, and there's something yeah, dead. Once, once yeah, so, the maggots are nothing to eat, then they don't. They don't produce them. So it turns out these type of flies even have like a name, like they're ball flies or something, because they're known to be large and lethargic and suckable by a vacuum because they can't like get away. But it's creepy because you come downstairs and they're just sitting there watching you. Like like Amityville Horror? Like B-double-E. Like they all, they seem like... They're waiting for you to die. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we hear that one more time? Is there any way to sure. hear that? It sounds like you just described taste of it. Oh, you want to hear the whole thing? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Hi, kids. It's B. That's B Kids, stand Don't drink too much. Just do your ABCs, your P and Q's. Because otherwise, your P and Q's. That's it. Can somebody send me like a like a link to that? You want that to be a ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> He's looking at us through binoculars across the park oh, right oh now. God. You want us? To, you know, he. We can probably hire him to do your email message. If that guy or, even your, your voicemail on the message. Other side, like if I was walking my two daughters with like going, and I saw him walk on the other side of the street, I would murder him just <laughs> just on GPS and like just. See I'll him. tell you, this could be your. It can go like this. Hi. How do you know he's not their second grade teacher? You've reached Tyler from the Libertine Pub. Yeah. Hi, kids. <laughs> I'm not available right now. Oh, God. We're joking, but that shit's sick. <laughs> it is. Yeah, he's a creepy dude. Uh, we're going to meet him sometime at some event. And, uh... <laughs> All right. Is that it? Yes. Um, yes. We picked a Twitter winner. Yeah. We picked a drunk of the week. We're done. Yes. All right, good. What happens next week? 
Uh, next week on the program, first of all, we're reannouncing the Brewcaster Challenge, the finale <laughs> of the Brewcaster Challenge, which is at least two brews. So next week we'll know who is in the finale of the Brewcaster Challenge. Yes. And then and also we brewing. have a brewing company from South Korea on the program that's, yeah. whose name I can't pronounce yet. Galmeji. Galmeji. Yeah. It's the only uh, one as far as I know. Are they in studio? Unfortunately, no. But we will have their beer. <laughs> They're flying in. <laughs> yeah, straight from South Korea. But we have their beer. Oh, yeah, we will. Yeah. Container. <laughs> Not only will we have. <laughs> yeah, we sent the BN shipping yeah. container for them. It's it's really comfortable. Not only will we have their beer, uh, the uh, owner brewer still home brews, so we will have his pro beer and his home brew. Okay, nice. Sounds legal. Uh, all right, so they're on the program next week, and then uh, that's all I have for you. JP, are you going to get us out of here? Yes, sir. Excellent. I want to thank you dudes from the Libertine Pub for coming in here, Tyler and Paul. It's been a blast hanging out with you. Thanks for the great beer. Seriously, yeah. that's some awesome beer. Yeah, no kidding. We might have to open another one before we leave the vicinity. Absolutely. we got plenty of garbage so, to drink if you want to drink it. Okay, excellent. Yeah, good shit, guys. Uh, they're making great beer down there. Go see them in uh, Morro Bay, or check them out at the LibertinePub.com. 1234 Broad Street. San Luis Obispo, California. Or you can call them at 555. It just sounds fake. I don't know. Yeah, 805-548-BEER. There you go. That's 2337 for those of you who don't know. It's pretty Libertine Brewing Company at Facebook. All right. Get us out of here, JP. Thanks, everybody. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The Morro Bay hipsters from the Libertine Pub made the trek to the studio to talk about raw beer, hot rocks, and assault on a minor. uh, Learn more about these things at thelibertinepub.com. If you desire to hear JP drone on about things other than beer, check out his Disney-centric podcast, Ears Up. Check it out over at earsuppodcast.com. There's even a real cool churros shirt for sale over there. Go be cooler or something. Uh, for some good beer insight and homebrew info, follow Nate Smith and Nathan Homebrew and Mike McDowell at Taste McD. I didn't write anything for Warren because who gives a shit? Production director on the session has been Pushy Jack. Today's show has been produced by Scott Moskowitz. JP and Bebo love the new chat room and think it's really great. In fact, the entire news site looks so amazing and wonderfully error-free. And your host was Justin Crossley. Yay. Be sure to find the Brain Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. JP's an asshole. Justin's in my sky and winning the race. JP the 